Good evening or good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Halloween special with John Gilbert and myself, Joe Mantella. We're just, it's nothing formal today. God only knows what we'll be talking about. We're going to be giving away some books. We're also going to be giving away Kylo Ren's lightsaber today. Yes, I will show y'all an image of it later. Uh, that's for the second hour. This one here is not going to be given away yet. Not until my Obi-Wan comes in. I haven't decided if I'm keeping the Obi-Wan one or Ray's. I'm not sure which one. But this one will also be going up. This will be somebody's Christmas present this year. Uh, as you want to see, the handle is gorgeous. Kind of dangerous. They're a little sharp in some places. But uh, it's great. But <clears throat> the company who makes these. Is that a fighting one? Yeah, it's the fighting one. All, all the ones we're sending out are going to be the fighting ones because wow. uh, when I met the owner of this, uh, which was at FanX, is where I met the owner. And since then, him and I have talked on the phone a few times. And what we're going to do is, I think there's six of them all together, we're going to give away. I'm keeping two, but not out of those six. He's sending me, um, he's, he's sending me Obi Wan's, which I'm probably going to keep that just because it's Obi Wan's. And then I don't know who else is I'm gonna keep. I'm keeping Kylo Ren's. Is, we're giving away this week. We'll be giving away Luke Skywalker's Halloween weekend. Uh, during November, we're gonna give away four more. Well, two more of them, and then two more just before Christmas. Just so we got enough time that we can mail them to you before Christmas. And as John just said, they all have. Let me show you. So when you buy these, this one right here costs about one hundred and twenty dollars. Uh, if you get it without the fighting, this this whole thing is a fighting tip. So the reason why is because, you know, believe it or not, they have lightsaber contests and people go battle themselves with lightsabers. Well, this one won't break on you. The one that it comes with is glass. If you smack somebody with it, it's going to break. And you just now you can replace them. There's a little right down here. There's a little Allen screw that you can take out and boom, you can take these off and put a different on. I don't know if you can change the light color. I didn't ask. Down here is where the batteries go. I will tell you a little secret about the batteries, especially if you have one with all the sound effects in it. If you put the batteries in the wrong way just one time, you fried the motherboard. So keep that in mind. Just a friendly warning to everybody. The guys are great with their warranties. I mean, the people have been fantastic over there. But in a little while, I'll put Kylo Ren's up on the screen so y'all can see it. And, uh, and then whoever wins it will ship it out directly from the manufacturer to y'all. So you'll get to do it. I got a case of books that John and I are going to give away over here. I'm not sure which year it is. I'm going to have to look in them and see. Uh, and we're going to also be giving around L. Ron Hubbard's Fear. So we're going to get – how many of those are we giving away? Well, I've got um, that – we have 28 books and five audio books. Um, if they're not at your doorstep yet, they will be there. Okay. So we're going to – anyway, we're giving away a lot of books. We're going to give away at least one lightsaber and at least 10 books today, no matter what. Just just so you all know. We might even double up and give you all two and let you all give one – keep one for yourself and give one out for Christmas. Uh, a lot of books. I've been giving a lot of books away. Well, John sent me just – I got 150 from Barnes & Noble. I got 200 from John. I'm down to total 125 of those books. Now, I haven't gone through and seen what is what yet, who's whose is whose yet, but – and then somebody asked me, where's it at? <clears throat> oh, man, where the hell is it? This, is it this one? No, it's not that one. Anyway, somewhere on this mess of, I call a, a shelf back here, is a um, leatherback copy of Fear. And uh, somebody actually asked me to auction it for one of the children's things the other day. Now, being that I'm mean like I am, I said no. <laughs> I'm keeping it for myself. But I did give them something else to auction off. I gave them a hard copy of a hardback copy of um, uh, Anne Rice's uh, vamp, the Vampire Chronicles, the first one. So I think I think originally when I bought that book, it cost me fifty four dollars. It was it's a decent sized book, 
and it is hardback. And uh, so I sent them that because it's a collector's items now because it was in the first 500 books. And so um, they're going to they're going to auction it off. And it was in mint condition. So it's just one of those things. Um, big into getting people to read or, or listen. You know, I know some of y'all are lazy and don't want to read like me. But, you know, you can listen now. You can watch, too, if you really want to. But you can listen now. <laughs> Who said that? Wait, hold on. I got to move this comment box over because I don't know who's I'm looking at at the moment. All right, let's move. Let's move. Hey, there we go. All right. So Facebook's on one side, YouTube's on the other side, and everybody else is on the middle of the thing. Hey, Dave, what's up, man? We're giving away stuff today, Dave. It's the holidays. We're giving away good stuff. John just put up a copy of Fear. We're going to be giving that away in a few minutes. We're going to actually be giving away a lot of things. Uh, probably next 30 minutes or so, I will put up the picture of Kylo Ren's lightsaber. We're going to be giving away. Uh, what do you mean, how much does it cost? I think if you wanted to buy it, it would be four or $500. Yeah. The So the ones that make noise are 250 Now, if they're styled after a particular you know, person in Star Wars, then they cost more. And believe it or not, the more popular the individual is, the, the, the more costly the lightsaber is. Not my rules, guys. Sorry, I, I, don't, I don't make the rules. I'm just here giving stuff away. Um, and they got a big demand for it. I'll tell you what. There was only two of them at the Fanex that I could find, and they were just bumper to bumper in there. At Dragon Con, I couldn't even get around one. There were so many people around them. Yeah, it's huge. It's, um, it's, it's just, you know, they love these lightsabers. And trust me, there's dozens of people walking around with them. Um, so that's why I went looking for this guy. And I'm glad I did. Cause I went looking for one to buy, to be part of the artwork back here. And, uh, and then that's when him and I got to talk and he said, well, I'll give you this one and, uh, and we can do some run stuff together and I'll send you this and this for that. So, um, it's, it's actually going to sponsor one of the shows. I forgot who he said it was going to be, but it's uh, one of the paranormal shows. So, uh, they'll get a lightsaber too, whoever they are. Yes. Whoever, whoever got sponsored will actually get one too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, we, we, we like to give back. We get a lot of stuff that comes in. We get a lot of artists that come on a network. Just recently, a publishing company got hold to me, and they're going to send us 400 books for the holidays. Wow. Um, because this is a bribe is what this is, so that we will let their, you know, writers and authors come on the network <laughs> as guests. Now, I don't do a lot of writers and authors. I do John and them and a few others, but – um, unless it's related to a particular topic, like on the news show, we don't we don't really do any authors. Uh, we're too busy, you know, cutting the rest of the planet out. On the science, we do bring authors on the science, but they're generally people you're not going to hear, you know, Mitchie Keku, Neil Grace Tyson, Paula Vett, uh, Jakeens, and stuff like that, a couple of Indian guys. I mean, some of them got accents that even I have a hard time following. So that's, you know, and that's not really books we're going to give away anyway. That's, you know, it's not that big of a demand for that. But stuff like these, like... Um, Recently, I had given away, um, I gave away a, a case of 37 and a case of 38. When I say that, that's right of the futures. That is the anthology. That was book 37, which was year before last, and book 38, was, which was this past year. Uh, so I, I just gave a case of each one of them to the Harrison County Library, uh, which they were much appreciated. And they're going to send us a nice letter saying how much they appreciated it. Um, they're going to do whatever they want with them. But I just gave them to them to do because, you know, they're going to put them in the library. But I thought you said they were going to put three and three in the library and give the, the two and two away to somebody else, one of the schools or something. So I'll let you all know how that goes. But, again, people, if you have books or you are an author and you want to want to get your book out there, this is the way to do it. Uh, write in, call in, drive in. I mean, we, we have – 15 live hosts right now and 40, 35 syndicated. Um, so 
any of them, they're all looking for guests. It's just like coast to coast. Everyone's looking for guests. Uh, it's one of those things that, you know, we, we have to do a lot of guests. The only, only show I bring guests on is UFO on the cover. Sorry guys. Or when I do specials like these, it's, um, I, I'm just, you know, most of what we're talking about is not guest related. The UFO show is, and the paranormal shows are, and the God shows. So we have a new God show on the network. Mm-hmm. Uh, the representation of God. I'm, I'm not even sure what the show's about. It's a, <laughs> it's it's supposed to span like five different. Well, they're they're, they're supposed to span all the religions, so they're going to start off with the most popular religions and work their way down. So I imagine it's going to be like Catholic, and then basic Christian, and Muslim, and Jews, and then so on and so forth. Now, where this is going to end up going and how many people this is going to offend, we'll just have to wait and see. There are disclaimers on this website <laughs> to protect my ass, but uh, we'll have to wait and see where it goes. Um, we are looking, we are still looking for a couple of hosts on the network. Uh, there was a gentleman that contacted me about a show and I lost his information. I wish if, if you're listening today, um, he, they used to do threshold radio on the network and I lost it. He got blown out of my phone. So I haven't been able to get back in touch with him, but if you're still out there, give me a holler if you listen today. Uh, we are looking for a female host for The Centralist. There's too many guys on that show, and they talk about too many guy topics. Bad. They're bad. <laughs> they just they can't behave yourself. So we need a female on the show. And it's always good to have a female interpretation of politics, especially when you're doing central politics. It's just a better way of doing it. And somebody told me to hire Alex Jones. I like that fell off my chair. I was like, get out of here. Now, I did see that um, one of our competing stations, BBS Radio, uh, has picked up uh, Giuliano as a host. So, Mayor Giuliano is now hosting a podcast. I have no idea what it's going to be about. I'm just letting y'all know that it's out there. Uh, To Carl, actually, Carl, BBS, BBS and I are not really competitors. I've been on their network a lot of times as a guest. Uh, He runs like five tiers or six tiers. I have no idea how he does it. He's amazing how many tiers of radio he runs. He's, he's, it's just, granted, each tier listenership is way different than the other one, but still he manages to get that many hosts out there. It's like having host and training for the number one tier and things like that. Uh, Christopher, what do you mean? Oh, I'll, I'll let John answer that. So Christopher's right in. Christopher, where are you right in from? You know, ladies and gentlemen, when you write in to us, please give me your location. Uh, I always like to know where someone's writing from. It's just one of those things that, but uh, where? Yeah, but I, Germany, I understand. But whatever that you wrote in there, I have no idea what that is. Where in Germany? Dusseldorf. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that first word was. That was not do anyway. Uh, how you doing? Uh, what do you want to know? Oh, so you want to know what the book Fear is about. Okay, so I'll let John handle that. So I haven't fear, read it yet. Right here. Um, it's, uh, it's probably the first psychological thriller, thriller story uh, ever written. It was um, originally uh, published during the, the golden age of, of science fiction and, and fantasy. And uh, so when Hubbard wrote this, it was um, up that point, uh, thriller thriller didn't really exist. It was horror and they were mostly the slash and gash. And this one here, like I said, psychological thriller. And here's the little description we've got on it. Professor James Lowry didn't believe in spirits or witches or demons, not until a gentle spring evening when his hat disappeared and suddenly he couldn't remember the last four hours of his life. Now the quiet university town of Atworthy is changing, slightly at first and faster and more frighteningly each time he tries to remember. 
Lowry is pursued by a dark, secret evil that is turning his whole world against him while it whispers a warning from the shadows. If you find your hat, you'll find your four hours. If you find your four hours, then you will die. I've yet to find somebody who's been able to guess the ending of this story. <laughs> Stephen King called it a classic tale of creeping surreal menace and horror. This is one of the really, really good ones. Ray Bradbury wrote, this is a true scare. And he actually took this story and wrote a, um, a screenplay version of what was acted. He wrote a letter to Hubbard uh, saying that he really appreciated the story. He no longer has those tapes at the time when it was done, but he really appreciated the story. Robert Block, the guy that wrote uh, uh, Psycho, made that movie Psycho. Mm -hmm. Here is Owen Hubbard's finest work. And Isaac Asimov wrote, of all Owen Hubbard's stories, this is my favorite. So um, anyway, it's, it's one of those things where um, Hubbard even says, don't read this alone at night, you know, because uh, <laughs> it's like I said, it's a psychological thrill. It's really good. It's, it's whenever we go to convention, anybody that likes horror or thriller, we show them this and they go, I have we always sell out whenever we go to convention. We bring in more and they still sell out. It's a really amazing uh, story. Yeah, that and people like to be scared this time of year. So, you know, uh, we, we, we I tell you what we'll do. What time is it now? So in about 10 minutes, I'm just going to let y'all write in. I'll, I'll tell you when. We'll give away three of the fear books, but what I need is... I'll, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll make this easy. Tell me when L. Ron Hubbard was born. Okay, this is going to be for third, five, and seven. That's going to my emails. Let me write it down because I'll forget. Third, five, and seven. <clears throat> so... Whoever's the third, fifth, and seventh email I come in and that can tell me when L. Ron was Hubbard was born, we'll give you a book. We'll send it to you. I'll have it sent out to you. Uh, I'm going to be mailing out a bunch of books this coming, uh, I think, Wednesday. So uh, it doesn't take long to get because it's not a real book. It's not a real thick, heavy book. So it doesn't take long to get there. <clears throat> but I'll check the email in a little while. I don't have it open at the moment, but I'll check it in a little while. Uh, so y'all welcome. It's not the only ones. We're going to give away some more stuff too. And then, like I said, I, I'm going to give away two out of the 38s. Oh, no, I'm going to give away three to 38s and three to 37s because I can see them sitting next to me on the floor over there. So, and we'll talk about that in a little while, what that is as well. <laughs> Bruce. Hey, so, Tara, did I ask a question, okay, for that, for the listener? Were you, good? Were, were you good? Are you just, you're just going to go read it, right? Well, that's the thing to do. Well, if, if you get in on a three, five, or seven, you get it for free. Otherwise, I'm totally fine to have you purchase it. That's it's right. And you can just go over to galaxypress.com, click, 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 and there you go. Or we're also on Amazon. And if you're in Germany, Amazon.de, I think it is. Yeah. So You know, somebody asked me the other day, said, you always do their website. I said, because they're the guests and it's their website. <laughs> I said, they'll tell you there's other places to buy. I said, I'm using their website. Though. That's the one I plug. Now, all our stuff is available also in all the different uh, Barnes & Noble stores or Books A Million. Um and you know, guys, if y'all are traveling conferences and things like, you know, the different cons and stuff, John and them are usually there or somebody representing them is usually there. Yeah. So a lot yeah, of these books will Frankfurt be there right now at the book fair there that's happening yeah. tomorrow. But we have two people um, at the Frankfurt book, book fair right now. So, you know, just, just pay attention. You can most people you need to just check and see what's going on. But a lot of times they'll be in uh, they'll be in different places and they got great stuff they bring with them. Uh, you should check it out. Well, I, I, I go because I, I went and visited them at, <coughs> at Dragon Con. Then I caught up with them at Fanex in Utah. And they got a great little setup. You know, I shouldn't say little setup. They got actually a nice size setup. Uh, and then, of course, 
<laughs> they got Battlefield Earth Boy there with his big hand trying to get you. Oh no, it's it there he is right there. No, they no life size of my head is like size. Oh it's huge. It's it's big enough that I can stand under it and it's hands on top of my head and I'm five ten, so well no when I went chicken I'm six foot so I should tell you something right there. Uh yeah, it's pretty big. Um there um matter of fact, uh, John and I did a live video from Dragon Con. And you can see him there in the background while we're talking. I don't know when, when Emily and I did the one in Utah, if he was in the picture or not. I can't remember. Actually, I think it was because we were, anyway, we were talking about something else. But um, I think you can go see it life size. I mean, in actual size that way. If not, I posted some pictures here and there, stuff that I took while I was at the t- two cons hanging out. You know, uh, Billy, I told everybody in their mom I was going to Dragon Con. And you know what's weird? I was at Dragon Con for what, three days, four days, and uh, three days. Um, ran into maybe two people I knew. I was at Fan I ran into 50 different people. Hell, they caught me in the back, a little group of 14, to do autographs. I was like, I'm not here to do that. It still weirds me. I'm telling you, it weirds me. I'm not anti. If somebody asks me, I'm going to do it, but it's still, it's still a little um, weird to me. I don't know. It's just Maybe I haven't signed enough of them yet. There we go. You know, I, I, I don't know what it is. It's weird. The first time I ever signed the autograph, I was the Icy Bear. And I used to sign Icy Bear. Yeah, when I was a kid, when I was working for Orleans Icy as a kid, I was getting ready to go in the Navy. And uh, I was the mascot, the Icy Bear. You know, the giant white Icy Bear. That was me. If you've seen it on football field, that was me. Yeah, I know. It was insane. Uh, what can I say? It was insane. But it's a lot of fun. It really was. And then the next time was for something entirely different that I did in life. I, I helped save someone. And then after that, it's been for other work and research that I'm involved in. Or from being on Ancient Aliens or History Channel, Discovery and stuff like that. So, Or like locally, I've been in a paper a couple of times. They've done full page articles on me. Or if you're in Australia, they, the Scientific Journal did a whole <laughs> freaking, uh, it was like five or six pages. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was great. Well, they did the whole thing. And then my three bucks, they actually posted in the article. It was nice. They didn't have to. Didn't have to. I have to give them credit for that. Um, but it still feels weird to sign an autograph. It just does. Matter of fact, my wife laughs. We stopped. We were in Cortez, Colorado. Stopped to get something to eat. Just hanging out. Guy comes up to me. Can I get your autograph? My wife's looking at him like, well, you're going to sign it, right? I'm like, yeah, but it's just weird, people. I don't know. Anyway, moving on to something else. Um, yeah, court, no, not New Mexico, Colorado. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me. It was Colorado. We spent the night there as we were, um, headed to Salt Lake city. We spent the night in Cortez. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, quiet little community. Lots of interesting people had dinner, stayed at a little hotel down there. And uh, then the next day we hauled ass to Utah. And by the way, there's a big UFO place that I missed it. I was, I was in a hurry. So plus I was doing like 90 when I went by it. It, when you get to get on, I think it's Interstate 85 or something, uh, right at the bottom of it, right where the on-ramp is, is a, a big green store with aliens and UFOs all over the place. I have no idea what it is. I'm going to look it up one of these days and see what it is. But uh, So I see I see somebody's won already. Yes. And people, remember, put your contact information in. If you forget, write me back and put your contact information in there. Well, I'm not sick. If I was, I wouldn't be doing this for a living. I'd be at the horse races, the casinos, somewhere I could win a lot of money. <clears throat> no, really, contact me. So, hold on. So far, just one L one so far. 
oh, please don't see me stuff about Trump. I see enough about Trump. Last three or four lifetimes, I gotta be honest with y'all. And I'm not trying to be anti-Trump. I'm just saying I see a lot of stuff about it. Uh, well, David Wilkes has got. Is that the first one? That one? No, no. He's he's in here with us. Carol Wilson um, <clears throat> is the first one at one. I got to write this down because I'll forget. Any other time, there'd be five ink pens right here. Uh, hold on, guys. I got to grab an ink pen. While he's looking for his pen, I'll read you. This is the author's note to uh, to fear. He says, this is the author's note by Owen Hubbard. There is one thing which I wish the reader could keep in mind throughout, and that is, this story is wholly logical for all that will appear yeah. to the contrary. It is not a very nice story, nor should it be read alone at midnight. For it is true that any man might have the following happen to him. Even you today might lose four hours from your life and follow then in the course of James Lowry. Let's see. Let's see. Who is this? Marco Rustin. Rush, Rush, Rushton. I'll just copy it off my email. So Marco is from Spain, and I believe that's Madrid. So winner number two is from Madrid, Spain. Winner number one is from Wyoming. She hadn't put the town yet, but I'm sure she will in a minute. Haven't seen, uh, what is it, five, I haven't seen nine yet, so you got a little slow tonight, but if you're in ninth email, type it on your nits. I you said three five seven. Oh, I did say three five seven, didn't I? Or did I say five seven nine? You sure? Anyway, I, I you did. Were, you're going to write it down to make sure that you didn't forget. But did, 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 then, yes, Jimmy. I know I did that. So it's i c a r at cox .net. I know I was a dog, wasn't I? Did put the email out there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Halloween. Trick or treat, babe. Um, uh, y'all should have figured it out. Oh, well, Dave, I didn't even see you write it in there. When did you? Well, no, that's not my email. That don't count. So, but we might get you one anyway, Dave, just because you're in the, in the other, in the other, in the studio audience. We might get you one because you're in the studio audience. Yeah. So, and he's, he's already posted like seven so, in here. So, Dave, if you, if you really want one, write to my, my iCar email and tell me where you're at and I'll have one sent to you. That way I have your information in my email. Uh, so, we still got one more on the first run. So, y'all keep. Uh, Actually, you know, it's kind of weird. My dad was born uh, January, no, February, was it February 14th, 1911. Really? That's yeah. interesting on Valentine's Day. I was, I had forgot about that. Uh, he's, he's been, I know Kirby's been passed for a while now, but uh, yeah, he died when I was 16. It's a long time ago. And it was just weird having someone from that particular generation raising you. It was a strange, because my mom was from the 50s and my dad was, well, he was part of the lost generation, so. Um, just put it this way they had thought about the world a whole different way than we did so I can't tell you yeah. it's a uh, hold on guys I'm going to check my email again for some reason it closed just now um, what do you mean what, what are we doing for Halloween we're down to LA and uh, Emily's going to make him go do something for sure I don't know what I'm doing for Halloween I haven't even made up my mind 
Emily Goodwin. That's who I was talking about. Whoever just sent that smart ass question. Who's Emily? Obviously, you've never listened to the network if you don't know who Emily is. I'm just saying. Or you never listened to my shows if you don't know who Emily is. She the boss. Hell yeah, she the boss, man. John and I both scared of her. What are you talking about? And we both big guys. We still scared of her. No, I'm just kidding. She's a sweetie. I'm just kidding. In case y'all ever meet her. She's a sweetheart. I'm just I'm just teasing. Um, I, I am, but we're not going to put Cairo's lens thing up until after the top of the hour. So y'all still got a little ways yet. I don't know what I'm doing for Halloween. I mean, I live in New Orleans. You know what I used to do in the old days? I used to go to um, the dungeon for All Hallows Eve. So we hit All Hallows, we, on All Hallows Eve, we hit the dungeon about 10 or 11 o'clock. And we'd usually stay until, I don't know, 7, 8, 9 a.m. And then we would leave there, and that's Halloween day. And we'd go right across, right around the corner to Pat O'Brien's. And we'd go have breakfast at Pato's and then hang out, have a couple more drinks. And then we'd usually go see some costume contest or whatever. And then later that night, we'd come back to our quarter and go costume, just watching all the different costume things. And and then, yeah, usually about 3 o'clock in the morning, I went passed out because I hadn't been asleep in like 36 hours. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm not that young anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. The dungeon's an interesting place. But I tell this to people all the time. I recommend the dungeon as a place to go, whatever age you are, because it doesn't really matter. But you can't be tuckophobic. The place is so small and there's so many people that unfortunately you're just going to get touched in places that you shouldn't get touched. You just, you can't, even if you got your hands at your sides, <clears throat> that doesn't matter. The best way to walk through it like this. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it's a, the bar. So you got the, the bar with the bar stools and between the bar stools and the wall is maybe two feet. And everybody's packed up there trying to get drinks. So it's you got maybe like seven inches to try to squeeze. It's just it's insane. And then when you get upstairs, the place is just great. I mean, it's it's a great place to hang out, it's a great place to drink, and it's a great place to do Halloween. You really do it well. Now, there is the vampire ball, which is Halloween, and there is a rice's party. Now she's passed. I don't know if it's good it or not, but they are doing it, so and Rex always put on a great party. She wasn't always there, but she always put on a great party. The Vampire Ball is also a good party. So, I mean, and then uh, the Haunted Mortuary does something on Halloween. They got the old mortuary from the 1800s. Um, they turned it into a place to go investigate ghosts. It's got two suites in it if you want to hang out. And they got cameras all over the place and go ghost hunting. So, you can do all that interesting stuff. You know, you want to really know, I'll probably be in a casino. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I'll probably be in a casino. I, I need some money, man. I haven't been working. I need to go double up on some money. Yeah, you know, it's luck. That's how it works. You're either lucky or you're not. Uh, I would not recommend the casino as a job, I mean, as far as gambling goes, unless you're really good. And Jack, Kylo Ren is um, not yet Han Solo's son. Yes. He's the evil guy in the new Star Wars. Right. Yes. He's uh but he's his his grandfather is Darth Vader. There you go. Now you know who he is. And we will be giving that away in a little while. Um no, actually, let me see. Do I have him behind me? No, I got 31, 32, 33, 36, 30, 37 behind me. So 37 is one of the ones we're giving away today, but I have to get up to go get it. Maybe there's one. Oh, this is, oh, wait. Oh, wait. I forgot I had these. So we're going to give away 36, 37, and 38. I'm going to give away two of each. 
Wow. So here's 36. You know what, Betty? I know what we're, we're going to give away three of each book, but I'm going to send them to you in a sec. I'm going to give you 36, 37, and 38. I just got to think of what I'm going to make you do for it. <laughs> That'll be the second hour. So each, no, I'm serious. Each one of y'all, whoever, is going to be three sets we're going to give away. I got them sitting right here in front. I got, I got plenty. So I'm going to give away. I forgot I had these, though. Um, I'm going to give away three to each, whoever wins. Is going to get 36, 37, 38. 38 is this year's winners. Yes. A lot of good stories in it. I've read 38. I've read a good chunk of 37. I've read 30 and 31. Um, there's just a lot of good stories in there. Actually, this would be great for Halloween. There's a lot of good, what I would consider Halloween stories in here. Um, paranormal. You mean sci-fi paranormal? No, no. John can probably dress this better than me, but the, for the five books I've read, I don't find that much what I would consider science fiction in, in, in what I think science fiction is. Now, I've seen a lot of paranormal, a lot of fantasy, a lot of cross-paranormal fantasy. Uh, I've seen a lot of that in the books. Uh, there's a, just a lot of really good stories. But you're looking, you're looking for space science stories. I haven't seen that many of those. Um, not to say that there's not writers out there that don't do it. Go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Yeah, it does. We, we do have them. Um where we have the science fiction and fantasy. There's a lot of fantasy right now, but there's a, um, like there's, like there's one here in the current volume 38. Uh, it's called Fourth Federation by J.A. Becker. A genetically engineered assassin, concubine and bodyguard has to unravel the, ent the entirety of her being to save her son. So that's definitely a uh, science fiction. There's, um, there's a there is a lot of uh, fantasy stuff. There's also um, like here's one in in this book here. Also, the professor the professor was a thief by Ron Hubbard, and this is during the golden age when he wrote. This is like in the um, in the 30s, and um, at this point, one of the things he used to do was he'd take whatever genre was and he'd like because they had a bunch of like. These are the rules you have to do to write this genre. This is why Spirit was so good because he didn't follow the rules. He made a new set of rules and it became a new a new subgenre. But this one here, the professor was a thief. Normally at that time, the uh, evil, the mad scientist, the evil professor blew things up. This guy did it differently. So Grant's tube missing, Pennsylvania Station missing, the Empire State Building missing, New York City's disappearing piece by piece. So this one here, you've got it is science. It is um, hard science that's being done. It's not space opera. So maybe if you're thinking of the uh, the hard science that takes you out into other galaxies and faster than light, the FTL type science fiction, uh, space opera stuff, you see that sometimes in here. But there's so many different types of science fiction um, that you'll you know, that you'll get in here. But those those are ones specifically in, in this volume here. There's um, so we we do have we cross all the different lines up because they're judges, um, different judges we have for the contest, like Larry Niven, who's one of the judges. He's the one that wrote all the ring world stuff. He's obviously very science fiction-y, but you got like Brandon Sanderson. He does both science fiction as well as fantasy. He's mostly known for his epic fantasy. Uh, we've got, um, let's see who else has Kevin Anderson, who does all the, uh, um, the stuff with Brian Herbert on uh, Dune. That's all science fiction for sure. Um, Orson Scott Card both does 
he did Ender's Game, which is very much science fiction, but he's also done a lot of um, uh, religious uh, fantasy. So you've got, you know, we've got the full spectrum of um, of authors there who who write both sides of the uh, of the coin. There, Robert Sawyer, Robert J. Sawyer, he's big time science fiction. He's very hardcore science science fiction. So he he knows his science very thoroughly. So these are the ones that choose who are the winners. So I have nothing to do. I have no sand who the winners are. So the judges decide who are the best new writers. So um, there is definitely science fiction, hard science fiction there, as well as the lighter science fiction. And then there's obviously the fantasy, epic fantasy. There's all types of things that it's just basically considered to be speculative fiction. And obviously when you got Halloween, you're talking fantasy. That's your, you know, your headless oh, horse yeah. and, and Arabian night stuff. And, um, so that's that's definitely fantastical there. Okay, oh there it is. Present. It's um. Oh, I'm gonna show you in just a minute what three books I was talking about. I'm actually looking for something else at the moment. I don't want to share my entire screen. No, I don't want to do that either. Okay, let's put this on. Let's. Yeah. Okay, well, real quick. Here we go, guys. This is Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Now, if you notice, this is the one we're talking about right here. This is $458 if you went and bought this thing. Okay. Now, we're going to give this away in, in the second hour. But wow. It's just, yeah, so $400. How do I, where, do I, where do I enter? <laughs> you can't. You're the host of the network. And Emily can't either because she's your wife. So. <laughs> Tell Sarah she can write in. <laughs> okay, good. One moment. It's uh no, it's uh wait here. Let me see if you can get it. see. This is what it looks like without the. There it is. That's just a hilt. So that's just seventy five dollars for that. Oh, you can get his helmet right there. Well, there's different versions. See, and you can tell the different versions. See, this one's kind of cheesier looking. It's only hundred. It's still three thirty four. It's not cheesy. Yeah. It's three thirty four. My gosh. Yeah, it still looks a little cheesier compared to this one right here. But um, so these are all have the sound effects with them. It's like you know, and the um. Who needs sound effects? Yeah. We've got you. Yeah, well, that's true. I can do sound effects pretty good. I asked my dogs and my stepdaughter because I attack her in the middle of the night with my lightsaber. <laughs> the other night, I made my wife knock on the door to get her to come out. I'm like, yes, I got you. I am not your father. <laughs> you see, shit goes around in my house. People, what can I tell y'all? Um, uh, yeah, I know I'm 60, but I'm still 12 at heart. I, I don't know what to tell y'all. But anyway, we're going to be giving this away in the second hour. But the question may be just a tad bit so, what do you, what do you mean? Would it be Star Wars related? We could do something like Gene Roddenberry, but that kind of stuff is easy. You can go look it up online. So then it's just a matter of who's got the fastest finger. Oh, and no, it's going to be in the line. So it's going to be like uh, right in number 50 or 65 or something like that, some eyeball. Oh, yeah, you're not, you're going to have to time it to win this. <laughs> but we're getting it. But anyway, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. So, this is what we're giving away in the second hour, along with probably a couple more books of the fear. So let me see what do I have here. This is 36. There you go. Oh, getting out in the front there so you can see it. Oh, it's a good, cool picture on it. That's 36. So you're going to get that one. Let me put it down. Fix my damn head headpiece. This is 37. Dun, 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 dun. So we went from two hot chicks to an elephant. I'm not sure what that symbolizes. but well, 36 and 37, because of the pandemic, we didn't have our awards event because everything yeah. was shut down. So it's the same same artist doing 
the same. Uh, oh, that's why. Okay, that explains. Heroin that. Was, <clears throat> she was just starting. The other one's after she had then um, become the. Uh, those are two phoenix birds that are with her. When, in the first book, they are just eggs, and then the second one, they've fully hatched, and she's now the keeper of them. So that's what it is because we're we're keeping it like that because we had our awards ceremony. You came to that one where it was yep. both 36 and 37 simultaneous. So we had we had to make the books look similar so that we could do the um, um, oh, that's the true. So it looked all the design for the event had to had to be consistent. So that that's 36, 37, and 38. So you're gonna get all three of these mint condition. They've never been read. They're just coming straight out the box. No, these three are just belong to me. I, and eventually these will get given away too. But these are the ones that you see on my desk. I keep one of everything I get. Well, eventually I'll get the whole entire set. Well, somebody just sent me the, um, this group right here. I gave away two bunches of these from, I think it was like 30 through 35 or 36. I gave away two boxes of these. And and then somebody gave me some to replenish the ones I gave away, my personal ones. So when you see them sitting back here, normally they're just for show. It's not something that's going to probably get given away. Um, but there are other ones that will be given away. Now, when I run out of them, sometimes I give these away as well. Now, one thing, if anybody's interested, if, if they're if they're already familiar with Writers of the Future, we have it's probably one of our, our best specials. We did really well also at at uh, Dragon Con and at Salt Lake City Fan X. We have a seven book package. You can get it from at GalaxyPress.com. It's a seven book package of the earlier, like in the volume uh, twenty to twenty nine or something like that. And um, I think it's all seven books for like thirty dollars. It's an amazing deal. They're not they're, they're not they're not trade paperback size they're the mass market paperbacks they're like you know the, the smaller books but there's uh seven of those for um thirty dollars and it's, that's like the best offer we've got we've got that up right now because of the holiday special at galaxy press get over there and get them people um yes yeah, so we're gonna give away just calm down people we're getting there one one thing at a time here i'm telling you y'all rambunctious well, I told you, doing the holidays, it always starts in October and it always runs until January. We give away stuff the entire two and a half months, usually three months. Uh, we got lots of books to give away. We got, I think, six lightsabers to give away. And we have two watches we're giving away. Mm -hmm. One Rolex, yeah. We're getting the Rolex is giving away to my wrist is where it's going. Get <laughs> the hell out of here with that. Uh, we're giving away a Seiko. It's a Rolex. It, I know, um, it's uh we're giving away a Seiko. It's brand new out of the box. It's eight fifty. It's a diver's version. Um, it's a very nice watch, and it's I think it's about eight fifty. No, you mean like this one? No, it doesn't look like this. One. This is this is I forgot what they call it, conograph or something like that. It's got the three dials on it. It does anyway. It, it just does different things. It gives you humidity and stuff like that. I I, I have a personal diver's watch. Just to do it, I don't dive anymore. So it's, it's, but I'm not giving it away. Uh, I like keeping my watches. And the other one, I forgot the name of it. Um, it was oh, shame on me. I, I'll find it. Well, it's not given away today, but I'll find it. It's a, uh, it's a company. They do them online. The watch is about a thousand dollars, and uh, a pretty famous company. For some reason, it's just looting the brain. But it's a unique looking watches. It's not a normal looking watch. They have um, different functionality about it. Now, I'm getting a new one. Um, I don't know if I'm getting it before, probably this summer sometime. It, it depends on business. Well, I can't get in my savings no more. My savings is all earmarked for other stuff now. So I, I'm done spending money. Thanks to COVID, uh, you know, I, I spent a lot of money. But 
Um, well, I can't remember the damn name of this company. Um, the first time I approached him, I had seen him. I was it was like three o'clock in the morning, and I was clipping through the, the channels and I seen one of them shopping channels. And I said, wow, this watch is weird looking. And they had like eight or nine different ones. So I wrote to him on an off chance that, hey, you might want to give a watch away. They wrote me back and said, sure. I told him what I listened to the audience was and they said, sure, we'll give one away. I was like, works for me. Uh, most most companies are pretty good about wanting to give stuff away. Yeah, you mean a car or a truck? Nah, again, that's given away to me. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Somebody gives us a truck, it's going to be parked in my yard, man. Get the hell out of here with this shit. Uh, y'all, y'all are insane. Oh, and we're going to be giving away a set of um, security cameras. Well, I don't, I don't know what they are. They're, they come with mics. Uh, you can talk to them. You can stare at them. I have one on the floor here, but I don't know where they are. And we have a doorbell camera that Amazon donated that we're giving away as well. Um, just stuff like that. I'm trying to get Best Buy to give us a TV or something to give away. Yeah. Hey, I'd say make, unfortunately in the real world, you want to you want to share make a lot, lot of money, you have to weigh a lot of money. I mean over in the LG both One thing I'm curious about, Joe, is um I mean we're talking to a lot of people here about about books and stuff. If what people's um favorite thriller or scary books are, because we're coming into Halloween. I'm just I'm just mm. curious because that could be um, an interesting thing because I'm familiar with a lot of the books. Yeah, I know you yeah. want to. Tell Sarah she can't be winning books from us now. <laughs> uh, Sarah Moore is from British Columbia. Just won the uh, third fear just now. It just okay. yeah. So we got them three. Let me mark these three as done. Let me write what books next to it so I don't forget. So yes, there we go. Uh, what? Wait, wait, what? Oh. I, well, I'll have to get John, but I'll ask that we'll give away, we'll give away the first set of three. If you can tell me the year Dianetics, the year and a month Dianetics was published. I don't know. I'd have to go look it up online. So I'll have to rely on John for this, but, but nine, how you say that? Banal? Yes. Oh, I know a guy named Tim Banal with that same last name. I didn't even realize that. Well, y'all can all send me dates until I look it up or John tells me, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea when it was released. I know it was a long time ago is all I know. But I will give you a set away, yeah? Why? Do you know? Is that why you wrote me the question? No, you don't know. Huh? You just thought it would be a good one. <laughs> that works. I'm not. I'm not uh, that works for me. So, guys and girls, so if y'all can tell me when Denonetics was, was published, the month and year, I'll give you this set right here. I know. And that should have been a question we asked for the saver. That's a pretty hard one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not asking you when Gene Roddenberry's birthday was because he's not even the guy who did Star Wars. Yeah, doofus. <laughs> what you thinking about? Wrong guy. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, I want to get back to it. Yeah. Well, we'll find out in a few minutes. But so, what are you going to read this one? Something scary, something good? I know a lot of people who I've been talking to lately are going back to the classics. Uh, except for a bunch of people who want to watch uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in the new um, Halloween. Is that what it is? Halloween, the final, whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> I'm not watching it, people. I'm sorry. I haven't watched any of the Halloweens except maybe the first one. No, I just... Uh, blood and gore is just not my thing. I, I can't... I don't know how to say so. you know, it's just, it's just, just not what I'm into. I'm into some sci-fi, but not as... You know, to be frank about this, 
I guess because I'm getting older. Uh, really, a lot of stuff I'm into these days is more factual based, realistic based. To be honest with you, if you want blood and gore, just go watch the Ukrainian war. I know some say just go watch TV. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't really need anything else anymore. I know it's a sad state. I'm not. I'm not argue that, but it is true. Uh, so how many of y'all submitted answers? Twenty five. I'll go look in a minute. I'll look it up in a minute. Painted answers. Oh man. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Halloween, uh, like I said, Halloween, I will probably be somewhere around here. I usually um, do a couple of nice pumpkins up. You can go look at my Facebook page. You know, I carve them out. Sometimes I haven't done traditional in a while, but usually I'll do some kind of, you know, fancy thing with them. Witches flying or a cat scratching, I don't know, whatever whatever comes to heart. Or if, if somebody sends me one of those packets, I'll use those. Um, you know, and then I'll usually go out for a little while. But we have the casinos here. And, you know, people, when people hear the word casino, they think gambling. Well, yes, you can gamble at casinos, but casinos offer way more than gambling. First off, every casino on the coast has three to five restaurants in it, and they're good restaurants. They're not crappy ones. They got good food in there. They have movie theaters in them. They have, they have operas in them. A lot of them has clubs in them, bars in them. All of them have bars in them, but some of them have dance clubs in them. Uh, a lot of them. So, in case you haven't noticed, if you're local, they uh, most of them this time of year have these big, huge 200 foot screens out, out of pools. Anyone can come sit and watch whatever they're playing. So, for this whole month, they're just playing, you know, horror movies and scary movies. But anybody can go sit out there and enjoy it. And if you want, so you don't have to drink your ears, they'll either give you a headset or you can stream it through your phone so you can listen on your phone while you're watching it, the movie. It's free. Casinos do a lot of stuff for free. They give a lot away, they do firework shows. Um, of course, there's always you can always gamble when you're there, but there's so many other things to do. Plus, this is tells you how slick casinos are. <clears throat> they have arcades for children, so you can while you're gambling or eating or doing whatever you want to do, you can drop your kid off at the arcade and let them spend 20, 30, 40 bucks at the arcade while you're doing whatever you're out, you're out there doing. I think it probably started in Las Vegas with Circus Circus. They were like probably did. Yeah, and uh, it's just it's you know. It's all in one now, and they got they got great rooms. Hmm. They're getting kind of stupid with their prices lately, too. I know. No, no, probably where I'll be. Honestly, either that or be on the road. Depends. Uh, I have been asked to speak on a couple places on Halloween. I haven't made up my mind if I'm gonna do it or not. Uh, uh, I don't know. Just been in the mood. If you do a lecture, you'd be. In the mood for it. I, I don't know how to explain it, but <clears throat> I don't want to go do it half ass, is what I'm saying. If I'm going to do it, I want to do it right, or I'm not going to do it. And we are working on a couple other things. You mean for Thanksgiving? Wait, wait, people, let's get through Halloween and worry about Thanksgiving later, okay? Didn't, uh, didn't Canada already have Thanksgiving? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it just happened like two weeks ago, or not even that long. I think it was a week ago. Mm hmm. Well, we're gearing up over here for the Day of the Dead. We've been asked because we'll talk because you're hopefully going to be here for it for the yeah. Christmas parade of the weekend of uh, th following Thanksgiving. But we have um, we were asked because of our involvement with the uh, Christmas parade for Hollywood to help on the uh, Long Beach uh, Day of the Dead parade, Dia de los Muertos. And um, so we're doing a whole thing on that, prepare, helping prepare for that to um, make because this is the first year they're doing it. But that's a, that's a major holiday. And it's... Um, for them, it's just, you know, for the for the Latino community, mostly in Mexico, I think where it originally started, the Day of the Dead is 
a celebration of the lives of um, of the past, you know, family members and and friends from who are no, you know, passed away. And so it's not like a sad, somber thing. It's it's basically a celebration. So it's a, a that's maybe seen before where they paint their faces like skeletons type thing. They paint half, and it's um, it, it's a huge big deal. And so it's being broadcast on uh, ABC Seven here in in uh, Los Angeles. So we're helping them put on the parade and and providing some more groups to participate in it. And um, and then from there we're gearing up now for a bigger parade, the Hollywood Christmas Parade, of which we're the green room. And we got. I think Emily told you before we started this interview, Danny Dreo is going to be the Grand Marshal, and we're going to have uh, performers like Backstreet Boys will be performing. They just they're just coming out with a new Christmas album um, this next month, so it's um. That sounds fun. We have a lot of and, you did, and I really liked it. The day that did that has a big holiday. I always enjoy it. Um, real quick, guys. Um, okay, I just checked to make sure you're right. You said May 9th, nineteen fifty. So you're correct. I just looked it up. So. Right. So this, her name is Hella Kemp from London, England. It's going to cost me a little bit more to send you these, but you'll get all three of them. Just set these on the side. So I know these are given away. So we're going to give away two more sets of these before we leave today. And we're going to give away. Uh... But I'll make it really hard on y'all. If you want that lightsaber, you got to tell me the year and day my son was born. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. No, I'm not kidding you. You did. It <laughs> just seemed like you... I can't just set, repeat what like eight people just said, but effing kidding me? Yeah, I can say that part. Yeah, so you tell me what, what year and day my son was born. I'll, I'll even help you out, okay? I will tell you he was an Aquarian. And he was born 10 years after his sister, who was a bicentennial baby. Y'all figure it out from there, okay? I ain't giving you no more. Now, you can just play the dates. There's only so many dates in January, isn't this? 31 days, figure it out. <laughs> Uh, I custom ordered them. I told my wife I wanted a green-eyed baby boy order as close to my birthday as she could get it. So if you know my birthday, you're in the ballpark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, I was just teasing you. I wanted to know what the actor Kylo Ren when he was born. That's all I wanted to know. Oh, I know I'm a dirty dog. What can I say? But that's that's actual... I want to know the actor's name and the day, the day, the, the day and date he was born. The one who plays Kylo Ren. Uh, whoever, who, no, it's not going to be the first. I never do the first person. I hate doing the first person. Yeah, no, you can resubmit. So if you think you you're the first person, you re, you can always resubmit. <clears throat> I don't, I don't really have a problem with that. But mm -hmm. no, it's going to be person thirty-one. You notice always you see me sit down and write these little numbers down and things so I can remember which number I said. Yes, Kylo Ren's name, when it was first and last name, and the day he was born, the day and date he was born. You got it? Okay. Uh, number 31. Y'all can just go. I can just hear people. Y'all on that internet. You, you people, what did y'all do before the internet? I mean, really, how would y'all figure that you had to go to the library and stuff? <laughs> yeah, I'm so, oh, man. I was watching 10 things that they did in the 80s that they don't have to do today, like getting themselves untangled from phone cords. I had forgot all about phone cords, to be honest with you. <laughs> and I remember being tangled in bitches several times, come to think about it. Oh, we're not even going to go where a phone cord is. Come on now. Shame <laughs> on you. We're, we're just not even going to go there. No. Mm. Who is Luke Skywalker? 
What, what planet are you from? You're not from this planet. Everybody knows who Luke Skywalker is. Even the Chinese know who Luke Skywalker is. Oh, Luke Skywalker. Yes, they know who he is. Well, figure it out. That's all I can tell you. Luke, this uh, like somebody asked me, this has been several years now, someone working at, at my office, he was young. He said, uh, was Paul McCartney in any group before Wings? And it was like, but my first- You got like, to be sure, no. <laughs> like, of reality, and you're like, oh my gosh, you're kidding me. Have you ever heard of the Beatles? I don't know. I, maybe. And like, wow. Oh, I, I, you know, and, and you just get stuff like that. You, you just kind of like, really, really, people, are you, are you, can, can you really be that dumb? You know what? People can be that dumb. They can break, break the bad news, but they can actually be that dumb. It gets a little weird lately because uh, I noticed ever since COVID, America itself, not just America, the whole planet for that matter, just seems to have gotten a little more stupid than they were before COVID. I'm, it's as polite as I can say it, people. I, I didn't want to be as rude, but it just seems like uh, I hear some of the dumbest questions asked and some of the dumbest things pointed out. Like watching the guy try to start fill his electric car with gasoline. Really? <laughs> I was like, he said, he said, well, it says it's alternative fuel. I'm like, I don't think it has gasoline. Yet. I was, I was just like, Flex energy is what it said. Yeah, it had two different types of connections. It was what it was, but um, what I own. Still more the the pizza books that you got given away here. Uh, we gave away 36, 37, 38. We're going to give away two more sets of those in a little while. We're going to give away another. We gave away three of the fear books. We'll probably give another one of those away too. Um, what was it? Is that the same question that they're still sending the answers for to get the, the numbers? No, no, no. We, we, you know, we're going to come up with a new question for the next set. Each, each set's going to have its own question because since it's three books, we're gonna, each one's going to have its own question. Um, I'll look it up in a minute, guys. I have no idea when he was born. Was not, I, I asked you these questions. I got to look them up myself. Uh, don't see an ass. Whoever wrote that, don't it does, don't. Mm hmm. You know, people, y'all can use. Um, I see somebody because you're, you're on YouTube, but you're using the messenger and not the, the station messenger. Use the station messenger because it's open in front of me. See, I can see Tamara and David in there easy. It's just easier that way. Um, yeah, it's just easier that way. I only have to look in place. You know, I thought about dressing up for Kylo Ren for Halloween and just going out and chopping people's heads off, but then I thought the police might get a little upset about it. So. I decided me not. <laughs> maybe 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 we should we should try something else. Well, I tell you what, we won't do it today. But the next one uh, we'll do um who Kylo Ren's name is in the in Star Wars. Yeah. Well Kylo Ren's his taken name, but it's not his given name. Oh, I'm not telling you. Get the hell out of here. It's uh, well, people are lazy these days. So in, in the movie, in the Star Wars series, Kylo Ren is his name for being, you know, basically an evil bastard. But that's not his real name. Well, think about it. Who, who's his daddy? And who's his mama? People. Yeah, apparently y'all aren't watching Star Wars. I, I just don't even know what to think about this crowd today. Uh, Han Solo is his dad, okay? I mean, give me a break here. And Princess Leia is his mom. And y'all still don't know who the hell he is. 
<laughs> I don't even know what to think about this bunch. Oh my God. Y'all are on crack. I mean, really and truly, we got a bunch of crackheads hanging out with us today. Well, some of y'all are winning, but some of y'all, I'm just kind of wondering what the hell y'all are, y'all are smoking or drinking or popping. Uh, what do you mean his romantic interest? He was in love with Ray. We're not here to talk about this. Come on, that is not a Star Wars thing. Just go on with yourself. I'm, just, I'm not looking anymore. All right, John, what do you want to talk about, man? Because I'm not looking at these crazy people anymore. So what's your favorite uh, Halloween book or movie? <sighs> That's a good question. Uh, Saturday the 14th. Really? Yeah, it's totally goofy and totally stupid. <laughs> you got, a matter of fact, you probably got to be on drugs to watch a damn thing. It's a... Um, if y'all, oh, people, it's a goofy ass movie. That's all I can tell you. I was, um, I remember, I was, I was in my early twenties, and we had been out on like a three day party thing, and I remember coming home and watching this. I was like, well, this is just too stupid to be believed. But I like stupid stuff. If I don't have to think, it, it's it's a plus for me because my brain's always running on overtime anyway. It's even with the scariest movie I've ever personally watched. The movie that scared me the most is freaking Jaws. Yeah, because I live in the deep south in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, I mean, literally, the Gulf is literally 85 feet from my back door. <laughs> First time I seen Jaws, I was like, oh, my God. And then after that, I was never scared about anything after that. I, I don't know. Uh, I used uh, to, Jaws freaked me out, too, because I used to go, love swimming in the ocean. And then and when I was in college, we'd go to the ocean because I went to Claremont College here in, in Southern California. And um, so we'd go at nighttime and I remember after seeing the movie I was out swimming with a bunch of friends who went at nighttime and I was I went as far out and I was swimming there everybody else had gone in um and were on the on the beach and I was still out there swimming and then I felt something across my leg and uh, it was seaweed but nevertheless <laughs> I feel you there it was it was a it was jaws it was a shark and I just I couldn't get to shore fast enough and at that point I lost the uh, the joy of being able to swimming in the ocean in night swimming because it was just that yeah it kind of did it in for me for a while swimming at night I was kind of and you know the water's great down here it's uh, this time of year in our summertime it's eighty six degrees the water's great it's warm you can go out there and enjoy yourself and wander around and uh, but after doors I didn't want to get in the water for a while I was kind of like nah I think I'm gonna leave this alone yeah. That's unfortunate because it was such such a pleasurable thing, and then it just got totally robbed because of that. That that to me is like one of the downsides of the horror genre, because it'll take something that is could be just totally innocent and turn it into something really terrible, like a closet under your bed. You know, it just all of a sudden, you know, a, a branch scratching on your uh, window outside with the wind blowing. You know, it's a monster trying to break in. It's just, it's just amazing what these movies will do to, you know, I mean, that's the standard thing that they do to be able to get you totally freaked out. And that's part of why, you know, this book here is so good because it takes just something that's really um, simple and ordinary and turns it into something that's way not so. But like he says in the introduction here, in his introduction to it, he, he just, in his author's note, he says, and I'll read it again, there is one thing which I wish the reader could keep in mind throughout, and that is 
This story is wholly logical, for all that will appear to the contrary. It is not a very nice story, nor should it be read alone at midnight, for it is true that any man might have the following happen to him. Even you today might lose four hours from your life and follow then in the course of James Lowry. He's just a, a he's a professor at a, at a at a sleepy town college in New England, and um, this is a quote from James La James Lowry: "Man has always known that his lot upon this earth is misery, and he has, until a split second ago in geological time, understood that there must be beings beyond his ken who take peculiar delight in torturing him." And that's the main character here, Professor James Lowry. Anyway, it's it's um. It's one of those. Um, Sounds fun. You see, you actually get out there and read it. You know, we used to do, we haven't done one in a while, mainly because we don't have anybody with good reading voices on the network right now. But uh, I had Jim Mars do this one year. It's um, take a book like Fear and let someone read the book online. Uh, we used to do it at least once a year, but now, uh, and you know, I got to thinking about it too because I stumbled across one of Jim's books earlier today, one of the, one of the featured stories we did on him. Uh, I was looking for something else, some, one of his alien books. It was it was strange. Oh, and by the way, Katrina Hartkill just won the lightsaber from Mexico City, Mexico. Wow, Wait, congratulations. What is with y'all? I, I should put rules on this U.S. citizens only, man. Louisiana citizens only. Yeah, uh, well, you know, okay. It's um, So in case y'all wanted to know, his name is Adam Driver, and he was born November 19th of 1983. Yes, I just got through checking it just a minute. I can't be giving shit away until I check it. Uh, yes, there y'all go. That is that's Kyle Wren or Ben Solo is his real name in the in the movie. In case y'all didn't know that too, I can't use that as a question now because I told you. Now for Obi and not Obi Wan's, but for Luke Skywalker's, one of our hosts put up a a, a question about the writer or producer of Star Wars. It's a tough one. We ain't going to talk about it tonight because we're not giving another one away tonight. But when we do, it's a tough one. It's one that's going to make it pulled my head. I had to go look it up online twice uh, to make sure I had it right. It was it was just a tough question. He's good at those. Um, oh, I tell you what. I, we'll give away three, three right now. Now, I'm going to give you an easy question. If you can tell me what John's job, what, what John does for who he works for and what he does, what is his position for who he works for. I had a hard time spitting that out. And I'll give y'all a 36, 37, 38 to the 10th, right? And see, I'm so used to callers that I'm used to saying caller, but to the 10th person who writes in, uh, I will give y'all another set. But you got to tell me, you, what do you mean? Because his name's right there, John Goodman. Give me a freaking break. <laughs> his name's John Goodman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Y'all making me cuss God. Quit it, people. Oh, man, that was, that was too much. No, I don't want to know when he was born. That's not what I asked you. I asked you. What is his position and who does he work for? Yes. And don't send me a bunch of bullshit either. It, tenth person. Y'all go ahead. So so wait a minute. While we're on this, we're moving on to another side. Emily doesn't try to practical jokey at home or nothing in the middle of the night. Come out with some like scary shit or something. <laughs> you sure? You're telling me the truth here. <laughs> yeah. No, she's she's my angel. She's yeah. definitely. She's a, Oh, if y'all don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Emily Goodwin. That's John's wife. Um, if you want to know her position, it's just on a, on an audio tape we just did, uh, a videotape we just did. It's actually doing quite well, actually. Yeah, it's on your archive. You see yeah, the picture of her. So you see what she looks like. Well, it's there. doing good on YouTube. Actually, I think five, six, seven hundred plays on YouTube. I was shocked. 
YouTube never gets five, six hundred plays. So I was kind of like, what the hell is going on here? No, yeah, well, they uh, saw what she looked like. Oh, for the third set, we're not going to get the third set away till about 10 minutes to the top of the hour. But if you can tell me what my newest dog's name is and what she is, I will give you that set of books. It has nothing to do with writers in the future. Well, I got I got I got to tie the two together. So you have to tell me what my dog looks like and what her name is, but you also got to tell me where the gala is held for writers of the future every year. So, do I want the city or the location? We'll go with the city because most of y'all aren't going to really figure out the location. You'd have had to be there to know what the location is. So I won't be that cruel. I'm still waiting on number ten to write in. Well, I see a couple of y'all got it right. But you're not 10, so there's nothing I can do for you. You're like six and you're like five. That's not helping y'all. <laughs> Joe, you're... what do you mean? Is he single? Did I just not tell you he was married? Did I just not talk about his wife just like two seconds ago? She will whoop your ass, girl. You better just calm on down with yourself. You know I'm married. Any reason to ask me that? Yes. Anybody who listens to this show knows I am. Mm. What do you mean? You can't even see our hands. What do you mean you can't see a wedding ring? Because you can't even see our hands. And I don't wear one, by the way. Look. Because I do construction for a living. It's suicide to wear it. I don't even wear my watch when I'm, when I'm out on the job sites. Well, that's dangerous. It's very dangerous. I've hung my finger a couple of times when I used to wear my band when I was younger. There's a couple of times coming down ladders. I'll get like a burr on a ladder or something, and it'll catch it. And want to fling you off the ladder three stories up. So now nah, I decided that there was better ways of doing this. Mm -hmm. Well, because if you know who I am, you know I'm married. And if you don't, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's just one of them things. Well, come on. I see. See, we got nine. Nine. So I'm going to have to go back and count how many people got it right to get. <laughs> yeah, because number 10 just got it wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, y'all too. Y'all need to be on better drugs than I am. That's all I can tell you. Well, I see. Yeah, well, that's true, and that's where it is held. Um, well, but, but that's not that's the next one. So we got to wait till the top of the hour for that. Well, you probably won if I if I'm looking at the number right. Uh, yeah, it's thirty one ten. I get confused. This this Adam guy is a pretty good looking guy, man. Uh, this guy's not bad looking. He should be. Uh, he should. Replace uh, what's his name in um, the Matrix. He kind of looks like Kiana. Kiana's old man. It's time for him to retire. <laughs> time to move on. That last movie. I'm not even going to get into that. That that was not. Was it the last Matrix movie? Yeah, I just I, I tried to watch it. I really did. I just tried to watch. It. I just I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. What, what is my favorite Halloween movie? You mean okay. Do you mean Halloween as in general the holiday or as in the movies Halloween? Because what is it, like 12 of them now? That's what you meant? I, I, I've only ever watched the first one. John might have watched them. I've only ever watched I couldn't get past the first one. And it's not that it was scary. It was just it was just junky. No, no, no. He, he, he got kicked. That's all. He's back. Yes, he's Bach. Yes, he is the president of Galaxy Press. Very good. Who was that? Oh, wait, I better write this down. <laughs> New 
York, New York, man. We got all over the freaking planet today. That's pretty cool. And just for a bit of background on that, on Galaxy Press, because um, I used to work at a publishing house called Bridge Publications that published all the fiction and nonfiction works of Elmer Hubbard. In 2002, I was asked to start up a new publisher that just did handle all the fiction, which was Galaxy Press. So in 2002 is when Galaxy Press started, July 1st, actually. And so I've been the president of that since then. Um, and um, Bridge Publications continues to publish all the nonfiction works, the Dianetics and Scientology stuff. And I do the fiction stuff like Fear and Writers of the Future, which is like what Joe's been showing. And also, you've done a lot of giveaways of this book too, Joe, on Battlefield Earth. Yes, I have. Actually, I think I'm out. You, you, somebody wrote to me about that the other day, and I, and I said, you know, I said, right now I can't really say I got so much stuff in my, in my studio. I said, there may be one hidden somewhere. I said, but as far as I know, I think I'm out of them. There may be one on my desk back here, but if it's the last one, people, I'm keeping it. Well, you I'll got one, keep of those, one of those pictures behind you. You've got of um, the cover for the cover art for Battlefield Earth, which was a painting done by Frank Fazetta. Oh, do you, can you, I don't know if y'all can see that from here. Hold on. Let's do it. turn this a little bit. There you go. Y'all can see it. Yeah, that's Man the Endangered Species. That was, that's a signed, uh, Frazetta signed that, uh, that lithograph there. And that's the, the painting that became uh, the cover for this book. And um, it's a great painting. It's hard to see it because of where I'm sitting. There's too much light in here, but it's a really good picture. And yeah, I was, it's, in, it's, I was in Florida earlier this year for the opening of um, uh, the museum that his home, which is in Boca Grande, Florida. We went there, Emily and I went there for the grand opening of the museum there because they they converted his home which is where he he lived and that's where he passed away um and they had like 30 of his original paintings there just amazing you know just uh, just just seeing what he did there but um no that's that, amazing. that was myra harris that one by the way from new york new york oh good uh hey my man what is this no guys listening today have we had any guys even when carol marco sarah helena katarina no Marco's a, a, is a female? I don't think. I think it's a female. I think I'm just saying the name wrong. I get it. Maybe not. If it is, it's one. So, well, we got one more set we're giving away. And uh, I think somebody already won that. But, um, yes, well, I will tell you this because at least enough people have written in. Lola is her name and she is a little black chihuahua. She's the queen bitch of the house. Right as the future, it's hell. No, it's not New York. You got that wrong. A couple of y'all got that wrong. It's not New York. No, it's not Miami either. Y'all got that wrong because John just said Miami. <laughs> See, I just jumped on that. Well, I'll tell you this much. John, well, I can't tell you where he lives because y'all might want to go mug him or something. But um, I'll tell you it's on the West Coast. How's that? That narrows it down. Yes. Well, you know, it's California. Well, no, I need more than the state now. Come on. Let's not be stupid. I'll tell you, it's oh, y'all having a hard time with this. Look it up. Well, I, we're going to be featuring the gala in uh, November and December. That would have told you where it was at, but that won't be coming on until then. But Joshua Ketch is a lot of good stuff in there, a lot of fun stuff going on in there. Uh, both years are fun. Matter of fact, I just played last year, not last year's, but the year before last, the other day. But we're going to be playing last year's. Uh, it'll, it'll come on three or four times before. Well, they have the, the another one. They've already finished for the winners for this year. 
So they're setting up for the gala for next year, which is April, sometime in April. Yeah, April 28th. And uh, so, um, yeah. Well, no, you can still submit whoever wrote you. You can, you, you can always submit. You can submit four times a year for each, each edition. Yeah. yeah, we're now into year number 40. We just started the, the, first, the first quarter for year number 40. What goes from October 1st to December 31st. And so you can submit now. And as we, we actually haven't talked about on this, on this particular episode. No, we haven't. It's, um, the contest is free to enter. It's open to amateur writers or artists, illustrators. It's speculative fiction. It's uh, short fiction up to 17,000 words. And for illustration, it's three pieces of art that you submit. Um, you can, we have a portal at writersofthefuture.com where you can upload your story or your art. Uh, you maintain all the rights to your works. Um, the the contest will take off your name and, and assign a number to it. So all the judges see is your story and a number or your art and a number. And that's how they do the judging off of that. So it's strictly a meritocracy. So they just, if you win or become yeah. an mention or a finalist, it's because of the quality of your story and nothing else. It has nothing to do with your age, nationality, ethnic, sex, anything like that. Strictly based upon the quality of your writing. That's why I have winners from usually five to eight different countries a year. Um, I just yeah. on the phone two days ago with uh, a winner that'll be published in volume 39 uh, in UK. And we drilled on how to do a radio show because we do, we do drilling when they, Joe's actually helped on this. When they, when people come and we do the last day of the workshop, we drill on how to do media. Yeah. How to deal with us crazy asses. Um, oh, John Stein just won the last set for the day. Uh, from Hartford, Connecticut. Hey, up there in Connecticut. I, I don't think we've ever had a winner from Connecticut. Well, I'm glad to see some freaking people in the U.S. finally won. But what I was getting ready to say, I didn't want to interrupt John when he was saying it. Um, remember, he just told you there's a winner from UK. Tonight, we've got a lot of listeners around the world, as we can see, several different countries on this list. All of y'all submit. Yes. No, you don't have to pay for your affair. They're going to pay for you to fly your ass up there. Right. Uh, they're going to put you in a hotel room. They're going to pay for you. Now, they don't pay for you to eat and stuff like that because some of y'all are pretty big hogs. So, no, I'm just teasing. So <laughs> they, no. A really nice hotel. This year's probably yeah. the Lowe's Hotel in Hollywood. Um, last year it was at the uh, Roosevelt, but the Lowe's Hotel is, is a really nice hotel. It's a, it's, um, you know, it's, it's very close. It's about, what, a block and, block and a half away from us. But it's, um, uh, you're there with all the judges. So, the judges who were coming here, we got Larry Nevin. If any of you are like really into meeting your um, your idols, your icons, then they're going to be there. They're the judges, and they stayed there in the same hotel you are. Yeah, and, Larry. Larry's and, interesting. Before I let you go, on, I got to say this: Larry's interesting because the first year I met Larry, he was like, "Who is this guy following me?" I'm telling you, this guy thought I was like an axe murderer. So I'm just telling <laughs> you, you know, I was trying to get an interview with the guy, and uh, you know, he's like, "Man," and then last year. Him and I were tight. We were walking around together. We hung out at the gala all day. I was like, I have no idea what the difference was. Uh, maybe I was, I don't know what it was, but um, we, or, or maybe it was because Joni hooked us up. No, not Joni, Jody hooked us up. He said, Joe, keep an eye on him for the rest of while you're here. I'm like, okay, sounds good to me. And uh, after that, him and I hit it off. We had a blast. Uh, and he's, he's an interesting character in itself. But I was talking to him in a non-context version, just talking to him about him and what he, who he was versus doing an interview, which is different. Um, because people tell you different things because it was a non-interview form. I never did write it up because I figured, you know, one of these days I'll get a real interview with him, but it's uh, one of the same things. He's an interesting character, guys. Check him he out. Is. I don't know who he is. Uh, 
a lot of famous works. But again, anybody you hear John mention, if you don't know who they are, go check them out because you'll be surprised at some of their works. And I haven't made up my mind which ones are like better yet, the writers or the illustrators. I'm flip-flopping on this one. <laughs> yeah. just, well, there's interesting characters. I mean, there really is. There's just a, uh, the judges are great. I have a blast talking to the judges. And I got to tell y'all, I haven't had a judge beat down a question or, or avoid a question yet. Nothing. I mean, I've asked some questions too that are, I would consider not, I wouldn't say hostile, but not in the line of being a nice person question. Uh, just in, you know, cause I've asked questions like when John first introduced me to these people, I was like, so uh, this is all blind judged and this, that, and the other thing. And I was pushing him kind of hard cause I wanted to see if he was telling me the truth. And, um, the judges are just, they're very approachable. And so far they've been very honest. Uh, everything I've asked, they've, they've answered without any qualms whatsoever. Some of them even gave me far more information than I needed to be honest with you. <laughs> I thought I was talking to myself there a couple of times. Well, these guys here would be the first ones to, to bow out if there was any duplicity on the part of, of the I agree. I would agree. And uh, whether they're, excuse me, whether they're author illustrators, it doesn't really matter. I mean, the illustrator crowd, you know, they're, they're very different. And what I mean by that, um, when you, for the winners, the illustrators are much more withdrawn than the writers are. The writers are just way more open and way more chatty than the illustrators are. Now, I will say this about the illustrators. Once you get them in a chair and get them talking, they tend to loosen up some. Now, let's, let's, let's go to the, to the, the uh, the judges. Okay, we get to the judges. Mm, the uh, the illustrators are much more chatty than the writers are. Echo Chernick and and Tom. Echo and Tom and Larry could. Oh man, look, they're great. I mean, they're they're just a blast to hang out with, and they're a blast to talk to them. But Larry, Larry things, Elmore, the guy you're talking with, there, he's the yeah. guy, that, he's the creator of the artwork for uh, Dungeons and Dragons. You know, so he's. I mean, he's like amazing what his history is with respect to fantasy, yes. fantasy art and. Uh, and people, y'all should check them all out. They they all have contributed some way. Like if you watch, uh, see a lot of those tunes and all on on um, oh like in the NBA or the NFL. Tom does a lot of that. I've seen a lot of his work, and and um, Echo does Echo does just a lot of fantasy stuff. Just she does a lot of commercial stuff too. But uh, she's they're just all fabulous artists. They really really are. Um, they do great work, and they all make good good livings. And you should really get to know who these people are again, but they're a little more chatty than the authors are. But you know, when you get to know the authors, first year I met the authors, they didn't really want to talk to me, they didn't know who the hell I was. They're like, Who's this guy bugging us and asking us questions? And uh, this year, when I got them to sit down in a chair long enough to get an interview, they were they got very chatty, which was very nice because I really wanted to know who they were. You know, I wanted to know what, what they did, how they got into this, what drove them to to get into this why did they give up all this time because one of the things i've learned about whether they're writers or illustrators i've watched these judges go out of their way to help these people now remember they're not really getting anything in return other than maybe getting some artwork done for them or maybe getting a story here too they don't have to do this a lot of people already want to be associated with these people but yet they take the time to do it now in the two years i've gone out there i can tell you at least a half a dozen or more people have either gotten jobs with these people or doing some kind of work for them, some kind of freelance work for them. So they don't have to do this. They can use anybody. 
They don't have to use somebody who just won. They could go out and find somebody who's been doing this for, for a career. But that's not what they do. They they give them to shot to prove themselves. And again, they don't have to. I, it's one of the things I really think I like the most about them is they really do put their money where their mouth is. Uh, and, you know, let's, let's, can you, can you help us with this? Can you write here? Can we help you with this? Can we help you to get this published? Can we help you to get this done? And I notice they have no problems given, how can I say this, stern advice. And what I mean by this, and I'm not talking about mean advice. I mean, stern advice, like, okay, this is really good, but if you add this, this, and this, and you put it like this, this, and this, it'll be much better. Okay, so they're they're being pointed to the individual. They're not him hawing around saying, "Oh, it's so great, it's so great, it's so great." That's great. They're showing them, yes, it's great, but it can be greater. And I, I just I like that. You know, it's the only reason I made it in construction. The reason I made it in radio because people aren't, you know, the people around me aren't scared to tell me stuff when I'm doing stupid stuff or ignorant stuff or uh, stuff I shouldn't be doing. Uh, it's it's just nice to have a support group around like that. And in this case, they're there. They they're willing to help everybody out. And then there's the boss lady running around making sure they're all keeping their asses in line. I'm not saying who that is. <laughs> I'm not saying no names. No, I these are no names today. That could be several women that work there, actually. <laughs> um, the whole crew is great. I mean, everybody I've met over there is really good people. And everybody's doing their job. And it's because everybody does their job that it goes on. So I know shit goes wrong in the background because I've done events myself. But the point is, is doing an event, even though you know shit's going wrong in the background, that you never notice it from the front. And they do, they do, they present. The gala is fabulous, but everything they're doing along the way is fabulous. And my favorite thing of all of this is, is watching these writers have to do this thing in 24 hours. I've got two years of great video of these guys. It's just a matter of fact, I want to, I want to write to Jeff. I got one of him where his, his eyes are like this big, his face is like, it's just great. It's uh, I got a couple of the youngins looking like they're about to explode. Yeah, they have oh, to write I mean, a story in 24 hours. That's one of the things that the writers go through. Yeah. So they, they do Speaking of that, I need to write back to Chris. I ain't heard back from him in a couple of weeks. He's, now, he is, he's in Poland, I think. Yeah, it he's is. in Poland. Yeah. yeah. Last time I talked to him, he was Poland. He, was, he had something new coming out. He was talking to me about maybe helping him get it out there. I said, Yeah, sure. Just let me know when you want to come on. Yeah, he sent me a copy of the book. It's, he's doing a final revision of it, but I'm reading it now so I can have him on the podcast as well. So he'd be yeah, great. Cool. Show. He's like, he's a hoot and a half. Yeah, he's high energy too, which is nice. He's good looking, which is also nice. People, you don't have to be good looking to make it in the world, but it doesn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. It doesn't hurt. Uh, Chris is just very high energy. He's, he's, a, he's an Aussie. Uh, I, how the boy affords to travel as much as he does is beyond me, but uh, he, he does manage to get around a lot. Right now he's in Poland doing editing work, last I heard. Um, he was yeah. editing for somebody. Chris Winsphere, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Chris Winsphere, and uh, he, and he's fun to go out with. We had a great time out drinking. So, uh, it's a good writer, good alcoholic, all around good person, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now I don't mean an alcoholic like that kind of alcoholic. For anybody who gets crazy, we just we. It's rare I meet someone who can drink. When when I drink, I can drink. So you know, it's rare to meet somebody who can drink. Most people I know that when I hang out with me usually pass out in the first hour or two. They're <laughs> usually out. Okay, Joe's killed this now. Let's move. You forget people. I'm from New Orleans, where we don't even go out till midnight. Yeah, it's a little different. It's a different kind of way of lifestyle anyhow. But I don't drink. The only time I've drinking in the last two years is when I was out by John and him. Yeah, it's uh, one of the things. 
No, we gave away. I gave away. So I gave away nine of them tonight. We gave away three of the fear books, the lightsaber, and three sets, 36, 37, and 38 of Writers of the Future. Yeah, it's L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm confused. Repost that statement. Okay. When you get through, just text me because I have no idea what you're talking about. No. L. Ron Hubbard sponsors Writers of the Future. Yes, there you go. No, he's not there because he's passed away in 86. Well, if he's there, he's been there as a ghost. I guess, you know, maybe they should do this in October when they can invite him every year to a seance. That's if you believe in, if that's if you don't believe in reincarnation. There you go. How's that? No, it's L. Ron Hubbard's Writers of the Future. No, yeah, he created not. the contest in 1980. He endowed it. And he passed away in 1986. It was in his will to continue funding it. So he remains one of the one of the best paid authors in the world. And he continues to fund this contest. He flies all the winners out. He pays for the hotel. He pays for the annual contest. That's why people who enter the contest don't have to pay anything because he covers all the costs of, of the administration and, and the whole thing there. So um, it's just what he wants to do to... The last genre he was writing in was science fiction and fantasy. That's when he wrote Battlefield Earth and then Mission Earth. And um, he he wrote in Battlefield Earth introduction that he saw science fiction as the herald of possibility. And so he's, you know, he's like paying homage to that genre so that people can continue to, to postulate. I'll tell you this, guys. He, he's got a lot of good writings. And, you know, I've, I got my pad back now, so I've been reading again. And uh, we're not even going to get into that, people, if anybody asks. But uh, John and them actually, uh, they had had a pad sent to me from a friend of theirs, and um, and I'd been using it for a while before it disappeared mysteriously. And now it mysteriously came back. But anyway, enough about that. Um, there's a lot of stories in there, and no, you see, when y'all say science fiction, I don't think there's lots of genres, okay? And science fiction sometimes doesn't incorporate what y'all think it does. But regardless, when you're reading through his books, um, some kind of have a Western tone to him, some kind of a fantasy tone to him, some kind of have a futuristic tone to him. But what I really like about him is he seems to be 20 or 30 years ahead of himself when he's writing. Hey, Jack, uh, you see that vicious attack, dog, huh? But he, he really does. I mean, a lot of stuff when I'm reading through, definitely stuff that he wrote back in the 50s, he seems to be 50s. He's in today's politics. Yeah. I, I don't know how. I mean, I, I mean, the, the guy saw that far ahead. I mean, he's in today's politics. Uh, you'd have to go read several of the books to understand what I'm talking about. And uh, I've been listening to a lot of them because I got some of them on audio as well. And um, it's just it's it's just he is in today's politics, which is strange. Well, Elrond's a guy you either love him or you hate him. He's no real in between with him. Um, he's just that kind of person. And he's not the only kind of person. Like, there's lots of people on our planet like that. Uh, they either love or hate. Not exactly sure why he doesn't get any middle ground, you know, but he really does. When I talk to people about Elrond, I either get the response, frickin', he was a great writer, he was this, he was that, he was this, or I get, oh my God, he's this, that, and the other thing. So, you know, and most of them people I ignore because they haven't really read anything. It's my favorite question I ask now when somebody, when I, when we're talking about Elrond and he comes up in a conversation and someone tells me something negative, I said, have you read his books? And he just, silent pause. I said, so you haven't read his books. I said, I'm not even talking about anything. I said, have you read any of his fantasy books? Have you read any of his science fiction books? Have you read any of his books, period? I said, because you're judging an individual without actually reading their works. is not a real way to judge somebody. 
I said, if you're judging somebody from the local news you've seen 30 years ago, that's just a waste of time. I said, all I can tell you is I had one opinion of Elrond. I met John. I started reading about him, and I have another opinion now. All I can tell you is take the time to read and learn who the man is. That's all I can tell you. There's nothing else I can tell you that's going to convince you. So the best thing I can tell you is to read yourself. I've read six or seven of his books that are just him. I've read some of his writings, some of his, um, I don't want to call them quotes so much, but, and then I've seen some news reels from back in the day, way back in the day. And uh, I just, he's just not who I thought he was because my opinion came from ABC, NBC, and CBS news. So once I got to actually read and see who the man was, and it's very interesting when you read about Elrond, because if you go back 40s and 50s, the ABC, NBC, and CBS loved him. It wasn't until right after the 50s that they actually turned, and, and there was no real reason. They just did. I mean, there was a reason, but we're not going to get into that today. But right. um, it's um, so best thing I can tell you. You have a great show at some point down the road. I could get somebody to be in there to to have that discussion with you too. Yeah, well, we'll and, and we'll we'll get into it, and we'll get into it one of these days in the future. But yeah, I mean, guys, all I can tell you, if you really want to know who he is, read about him. Read first off, start just reading his books. Not not about him per se, just read how he writes because he actually puts a lot of himself into these books. Yeah. I didn't realize until I went back and read some of the other stuff that John had sent me, but um, he actually does put a lot of stuff in. But all I can tell you is he, don't judge him by this. Don't judge him by that. Judging by his own words. It's a bad way to judge him. Uh, and then I think you really find out that he wasn't quite whatever you think he was. And that's all I can tell you. Well, for me, like I said, when I meet people, they either really like him and think he's a great artist and did a lot of good for mankind or they don't. And that's why I always ask when they say they don't, have you ever read his works? Do you know anything about him? You know, I'm a researcher by heart, people. You don't ask hard questions about me stuff. So, you know, most of the time, I just heard, I just, yes, that's what I heard what more on. Is that true? And they're like, well, no. I said, well, then how do you know that you've been told is true? People, that's like something that came up with COVID the other day with the, Somebody invented a COVID that's going to kill 80% of us. And then the other agency came out and said, that's not true. Well, how do you know it's not true? You're just saying it. You can't prove it. So point being, just go out, read, and find out who he is. That's all I can tell you. I can tell you this much. Everybody I've talked to who's in the publishing fields, considering pretty pretty good guy, because everybody who wins there automatically gets a leg up. So, I mean, if, if, they, if they didn't like him or if they didn't think it was worth it, they wouldn't get a leg up when they won the award, but they do. Matter of fact, most I, matter of fact, I was talking with um, what's his name, Jesse Johnson from Borders, um, on the Borders from Born to Nobles a while back, and we got to talking about it. He said, "I've read all of his works. I see. I consider man to be brilliant." And um, but see, this is a well-read individual, and he thinks just the fact that you got invited to win it, right, as of the future, is enough to get you published publishing houses. That's pretty serious since this guy does for a living. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's just a strange thing. Again, it, it, he does sponsor it. He is dead. For whoever said earlier he was alive, he does sponsor it at Writers of the Future. And let me tell you what, it makes a difference in every one of these people's lives. For It took me a year to break saying kids uh, because they're not kids. A lot of these people are, are in their middle ages. Some are older, some are younger. I know one year the youngest was 17, the oldest was almost 70. Uh, the following year was pretty close to the same. I mean, that's a big range. I noticed a lot of the people I had talked to 
uh, were like in their mid thirties or early forties, uh, had submitted 10, 12, 14, 15 times. Um, and when, when I say that, don't get discouraged because 14 times is only what three and a half years. Right. Yeah. So, cause the first time somebody told me it took them 38 times, it's like, damn, 38 years, but now I realize it's not 38 years, it's 38 times. That's a little bit, but you can submit four times a year, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, you go over to writersoffutures.com. I know all these, these addresses, but writersoffutures.com, you can submit, you can take the course, you can do the whole nine yards. And no, Christopher, Emily does not teach the course. You're a pervert, you know that? I'm going to smack you when we get offline. Uh, she just, no, she doesn't. Look, I don't have to defend her. She will kick your little scrawny ass. I'm telling you how it is. Um, and if she don't, one of us two will, so you better watch it. Uh, you're not going to win anyway. I, I've read your writing. Go ahead, submit it. No, I want you to submit it, please. <laughs> you might get lucky. All I can tell you is submit it. Uh, if if I tell this son, I tell this to everybody I know who has any latent writing ability or artistic ability, submit, 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 and keep submitting till you win, because you might win sooner or later. No, John's not a judge. Y'all should wish John was a judge. He'd probably be easy on you people. He's not a judge. Emily's not a judge either. We no, we talked the, to the pro writers are the judges. Yeah, we talked about a few of the judges earlier, and one you know. In a show in the future, matter of fact, sometime maybe in January, I'll have John on February before this year's event, and we will go over all the judges for you. Past, we'll go all the present judges and we'll even do some of the past judges. Well, because there's some big names in there mm, that contribute a lot. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of big, you know, a lot of big like movies. Frank Herbert, the guy that wrote Dune, he was a judge. Yeah. And McCaffrey, all the dragon writers. And the guy who wrote the new Dune was over there visiting last year. And then Tim Powers is there, you know, it's Caribbean. Um, the Pirates Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean movie, yeah. I, I just, you, you know, these are, and that's like when Tim and Jody get together. First off, they're enjoying themselves. I'm enjoying watching them because they're enjoying themselves. And there's no pressure on me because I'm there for press. I'm not, I'm learning a lot. And, um, but I'm there for press, but I'm watching these people that are in the room with them, uh, these 12 individuals that are in there and they're learning and then they're asking questions, but better than that, Tim and Jody take their time and they will go out there and talk to each individual about their story that one, what they think they can do to make it better. When they do the 20 hour, four hour story, they tell them, you know, they've done how they could improve. I mean, they really want to see these people be successful. And for what to create competition for themselves, um, they just want to see people be. Well, oh, I will sick this dog will bite your freaking toe off, buddy. <laughs> Don't even mess with me. She's a killer, Lola. You're supposed to look the other way. You, she's wrong. This dog. <laughs> All right, dog is fading away. She's not a killer. I'm sorry. She howls every once in a while. That she is. Uh, Francesca, are you writing from Francesca? Barcelona. Oh, that explains something. Well, you're English. You're translating. You're using a translator, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, I seen you when you said it the second time. Yeah, you need to get some sleep because you were up all night. Jay, by the way, Jay McDonald was in the chat with us. He was one of the hosts on The Centralist last night. Poor man had to be at work at 530 this morning. We had him on air till what, 130. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I think you got like three hours last night. Uh, yeah. Last I checked, I think we did one point like one point two, one point three million last night. It's so not a bad show. Uh, no, we're not giving nothing away in the centrals until two weeks from now. No, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. We just got to find that female, that female host. Hold on, guys. I got to get rid of a dog who's trying to get tangled into all of my cords here. Okay, good. Go on, Lola. Go see mom. No. All right. I'll give away one more fear book. I'm not trying to give them all away yet. That's good, Jay. You don't need to, you don't need to sleep. One, what do you mean? What? So wait, you want me to ask who the author of Fear? No, that's not going to work. We've been talking about him all night. That's not going to work. Oh, Jesus. Mary and Joseph people. Come on. Hmm. Well, no, because we talked about that earlier. I would have asked you when he was born, but we already talked about 1911. Yeah, we talked about it earlier in the show. And I just told you all a while ago when he died. So that's not. Well, you want you want me to get tough? Okay. So Elrond served in the Navy. Yes, he did. During the war. And he served on two different ships. Do you know what they are? You said you want me to get tough? <laughs> Go look for him. You're not even gonna find him. He didn't all night looking for these things. I'll ask y'all an easier question, but Lord. I well, you said to ask you a tougher question. I just thought I'd throw that one out there to see if you could figure it out or not. I'm figuring, given enough time, you could. But for the for the the ninth person who write no, no, for the nineteenth person, I write this down. You know, I'm in, I'm on this higher number tonight thing for some reason. So, if you can tell me approximately how many words. Battlefield Earth was, I'll give you the book Fear. Oh, I know, because John's told me a hundred times, so I know. But it's a lot. That's all I'm telling y'all. You, you can look it up. I'm sure it'll come up if you look it up on Wikipedia or something. Don't trust Wiki. No, you know, Wiki's not always right. Yeah, it's the first encyclopedia I've ever seen. It's not quite always right. Uh, no, that's that's not an answer. It's it's a buttload. No, that's, that's not an answer. <laughs> and I was translating to the nice. That's just not an answer. What do you mean? Is it more than ten thousand? Yeah, it's more than ten thousand. It's more than twenty thousand. It's more than thirty thousand. It's the longest science fiction book written. It's it's huge. Mm-hmm. No, that one, I've talked about that one before, and I think I played the audio one, but um, I don't think it's still, Mission Earth is still not available, right? Right. You can get, you can, you can get the, um, the print copy. The audio book isn't available yet. It will be, you're, okay. you've got it. So, cause you're yeah. going to be one of the alpha re listeners on it. But uh, yeah, that's like 120 hours, that audio book. Yeah. It's, it's, well, in case you don't know, we play, the audio book of Battlefield Earth every year for what, like the last two years, I think now. Yeah. Maybe even three years. But anyway, uh, Christmas Eve, it's, it starts, it's, it starts. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, it starts the day after Christmas and it runs all the way through the first of the year. 
And uh, it's actually going to play just before Halloween. It will run for five days before Halloween. So you'll be able to listen to it. It's, yeah, that won the top award in audiobooks, the Audio Award, and it's won multiple other awards too. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, oh no, it's, it, it has ungodly amount of uh, special effects in it, but I should say audio effects, but, um, 67 you know, it, actors. To do it correctly, we, we play it five days a week because it's, it's, a, it's long. It's 47 and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we break it up to each day, and then you get to hear the last day, which will be on New Year's Eve, I think. But we do play it a couple of times a year. And, oh, no, um, you're talking about Orson Welles. Yeah, that also plays. But that actually plays when Battlefield Earth ends. So when Battlefield Earth ends, within usually a half an hour, that one picks up and takes on. So you get to hear two great classics, boom, boom, uh, and enjoy it. Oh, and you mean is it better than the movie? Yeah, it is. The audio book is better than well, it's the unabridged edition. It's, it's the book different. itself, unabridged. And the other thing, too, if, if you're an Audible subscriber, you, one credit, you can get for one credit, 47 and a half hours. It's amazing. You should, you should, it's, uh, it is amazing. And the, I remember my wife, first time I was playing it, she's like, well, how long is this thing? I said, oh, it's like 50 hours or something. She's like, what? <laughs> she's like, we're going to listen to this thing? I said, we're not going to listen to it all at one time. But, um, I actually thought about trying trying to listen to it all at one time, but uh, maybe if I was younger, I might. Yeah, who knows? Uh, no, no, he just told you you could go get it. Why would I give it away when he he just told you you could go get it? I I would. I mean, it's great. Like I said, it's going to play, and it may play the week before Christmas too, because I like to just play it and let it run, and uh, and enjoy. No, I can't play Mission Earth yet. No. Sorry, guys. Y'all trying to get me in trouble, ain't y'all? Look, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Uh, but anyway, you will get deal bad if you it, and you will get to hear uh, Orson Welles for the world. The original. Uh, I tell you, Orson, I'm not talking about it, but I'm talking about the original broadcast. The one with all the commercials and all the pops audio. That's the one I'm talking about. Yes. The reason I play that one is because there are other versions of it. But without the interjection of the commercials and the audio, it, it's not the same. When you listen to these people in Glover's Mill, when you listen to the, the promos and the news guy on there, and all, it sounds like there's some shit going down. <laughs> but when you listen to it the other way, it doesn't. So yeah, it's, there, it's there for anybody who listens to it. I enjoy listening to it. Now, there's like, I forgot how many uh, War of the Worlds movies there are on TV series there are now. I think we're on the fourth movie in like the third TV series. I don't watch any of them. I watched watch the one that Tom Cruise was in. I didn't like it. I watched it, but I didn't like it. I, I don't. I don't know why. For some reason, it was something about it. I just it just just didn't sit right with me. When Tom Tom was fine, I, I just I don't know. It's something about the movie. I'm funny about originals is what the problem is. I think really. Yeah, I, uh, I I get when it, when it, something's a classic and it's a really a good classic. I have a hard time with, uh, with something remake. trying to replace it. Yeah, so it's it's just a stupid thing on my part. Well, it's like um, I remember I was I was seventeen, eighteen. I was staying by one of my aunt's boyfriend's houses, and I got to watch um, Leslie Nielsen was it was the first color sci fi movie ever made, um, Forbidden Planet. 
it might have been what hooked me on sci-fi today you know it, it's sci-fi it's science fiction holds up a little bit but there's just so much stuff in it that's like robbie the robot and things like that it's just it's just kind of funny where we are today but lousy nielsen was a leading man back then and in the 70s and 80s he was a comedian uh he was kind of a slapstick comedian at that yeah. and uh, so, yeah so it's it's a big change in who he was that's a good movie it's it's fun to watch it's uh it's you know it's dated i mean it's what 70 years 60 years old huh? 70 years old it's uh but it's fun to watch and it's it still has some pointed to it uh well it's like doctor who i have a hard time with doctor who now because growing up i got 50 doctor who's a year now i get eight doctor who's every three years i mean <laughs> it's kind of like why bother why bother even watching it uh, it just aggravates you more than it does anything else I'm not big on whoever wrote that. I'm not big on uh, the way they do seasons now. Uh, first off, it's not seasons. It's a season uh, and usually 10 or 12 episodes that's it for the year. So they might as well just say you're a monthly episode and stop calling it a season because it's not. A season would suggest that you would do it more than one season. You know, the old days they did two seasons, 25 to 26 episodes a year. Um, but even that, we can't even get that now. I mean, even – even really good sci-fi today or any, any fantasy or anything right now, usually will only give you like a game of Thrones. What was it? Six a year or something. See, that's why I didn't watch it. I can't watch stuff like that. It just irritates the shit out of me. You know, I'm like, really? Do you think I'm stupid? So you're going to give me six episodes or something and, and get me hooked on it. And then I'm not going to see another six for a year or two. No, I just, well, look at, uh, what was it? Um, Avatar. How old, how long it's been since the last Avatar came out? 10, 11 years. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not interested in seeing the re, the, the sequel. From what I've seen so far, I'm not either. I'm just. I'm just kind of like, and they've got five more planned already. I'm thinking, really, I'll be dead and gone before the fifth one comes out. I yeah. just don't. I don't understand why it takes so much longer. Because science fiction, well, I shouldn't say science fiction, but Hollywood uh, special effects are so much easier to make now, so much faster to make with computers. I can't understand why everything takes so much longer to do. What do you think of Top Gun? Because they're I didn't see. I haven't seen the second one yet, and I say everybody said it was great, and it's breaking records. It's almost caught up with Avatar, from what I heard the other day. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about special effects because there they did this stuff. They they set up other cameras, so they're actually flying. There. They're not doing the special effects stuff. What you see there is is real on the the G force on the on yeah, the. That always makes it better when they do that. You know what? And that goes back to the well. That goes back to the old movies when I was a kid. The Navy and Air Force used to loan them uh, gunship cameras so they could, I mean, uh, gunship film from their cameras so they could use it in their in their movies and stuff. And I'm, I'm glad to see they're going back to that. That's that's a great thing because it's an angle you can't get anywhere else. Right. Um, tarot card reader. Who's a tarot card reader? Who? We have two in the network, but I don't know who you're talking about. You want me to read your cards? Mm. Uh, it says you will give Joe all your money. <laughs> hey, it's with the cards, don't hate on me. I can't help this with the cards. Say, <laughs> you don't believe me. Okay, I don't believe me, but that's what they say. Give me all your money, um, and 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 give me all your family's money too. So it's them damn tarot cards are evil, man. They want you to give all your money up. Uh, two more questions, and we got to get out of here. What's up? Who never kill never. Well, that's a stupid name. Uh, anyway, what do you want? I, I seen you posting in, in the group a minute ago, but 
Oh, okay. Well, today we are because John John works with writers of the future. That's why we're giving away L. Ron Hubbard books today. We don't always. Sometimes we're giving away other books. And I usually give away a couple of writers of the futures anytime I'm doing books anyway, because we have lots of them and they're a big contributor. And I enjoy I enjoy hanging out with them. But um No, there's lots of other stuff they're gonna give it away too. Actually, UFO books, somebody asked me about that earlier. I don't think we got any this year. I haven't I haven't personally done any UFO authors this year. Usually I do, you know, twenty or thirty a year, so I end up with sixty or seventy books, but uh, I haven't done any this year. I've been preoccupied with other stuff. Uh, you know what? I'll put out a feeler. Uh, maybe some of the publishers' houses we work with will send some. Uh, what do you? I mean, what are you particularly looking for? Oh, I did. You know what? Um, I will have one of those. He um, wrote to me two days ago about being a guest in December. Yeah, he sure did. That's why I was telling John earlier. I had ran into one of um, Jim Mars's. Uh, books we had done with him earlier. That's what got me thinking about it. Not tonight, though, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'll give you a few book away if you can tell me what my insurance policy number is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, which insurance are we talking about, right? Yeah, I know, it's too many of things. Hmm. Well, a couple of weeks ago, we did a giveaway. Yeah, we did a giveaway. It was a, um, a Folger sent it to us. It was a group of different coffees, and we did it. We did a giveaway, and I asked for my home address. Yeah, all you FOBs knew what my home address was, by the way. I'm moving. <laughs> I'm moving. Uh, I'm moving. Yeah, I forgot my address is all over the place. Well, you can see my house on Google, so yeah. Well, it's weird because you can't really see it. The way my house is built, all you can see is the sign and you can't see anything else. You can see the back deck, but that's it. You can't see the big windows or anything else. And the roof's not metal anymore. It's, it's, somebody asked me the other day if I still like my metal roof. No, it's, it's, uh, I had it changed this year. $15,800 had the damn thing changed. Yeah, but anyway, it's 30-year architect change. I wanted something to match the color of my house. That's why I had it changed. Mm-hmm. That, and I wasn't real happy with the way the metal roof man it through that last hurricane. Yeah, I was disappointed. It took off half the roof. Mm, class 2, Class 3 storm shouldn't have done that. They really shouldn't have. Uh, yes, galaxypress.com to, to join, to submit. No, and, right submit oh, is- no, right as a future. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm thinking because he asked me two questions. Galaxy Presses, if you want to go buy buy one of the books or one of the pads or something like that, that's where you go. Writers of the Future is where you go to submit or to take the course. Well, they have a writer's course there, yes. Yeah, and it's free. Yes. Emily's been threatening my life for three years about this damn course. <laughs> I've made it like three quarters of the way through. I don't know why I can't get all the way through the damn thing. It's, um, well, just, just, just to help y'all understand how life works. So I'm out there with them last year. Um, Wrote almost 14,000 words in three days, okay? Been home for, I don't know, seven months, ain't wrote a word. Not one. Can't get it out of my head. Just, I can't even use the language. how <laughs> It makes me, but it's irritating. But I'll tell you this, guys. I learned a lot listening uh, both to the illustrators and the authors. There's a lot of information flowing through there. You have to think these winners already have a bit of information in their head, some of them more than others, uh, and some of them are better at it than others. But um, 
this is like the icing on the cake. So you're a writer or you're a decent writer, but you want to take that next step. You want to, you want either people to buy your books or you want to be able to work for someone, you know, writing. All of these people, I guarantee you, will end up either writing their own books and making money or working for someone. Unless they just don't want to because most of them are pretty good at storytelling and story making. And uh, it's true. Actually, Crystal, I was when I was young. I was a really good storyteller, but I was never a good writer. Yes. That's just how it is sometimes. Mm -hmm. John, John's 47. Mm -hmm. No, em, em, Emily's older than he is. She's a cradle robber, man. <laughs> I know. Shh, don't tell anybody. You're going to get me in trouble. Damn. You got to stop that. I got to see these people. You're going to get me in trouble. You're going to get me in trouble. No, wait. Hold on a second. Wait, wait. Here we go. What happened to you, Joe? Okay, let's see. What are you doing there, Joe? Did you find a picture? Okay. So, this I got for the boss man's best friend. This is, as you can see, tang full through the thing. This is just, I'm getting this for your, your, your uh, better half. Wow. So tell her no plan with this in the house. It's 440 surgical steel. It is so sharp you could shave. Now this is the little one. And also, I don't know where they are, but there's throwing knives that fit in there. Wow. See this, here. This looks, if anybody doesn't know, this is... This is, yes, that's the sweet innocent Emily we all know and love. These come with it. See, these are little throwing knives. Oh my gosh! That that fit right in the side like that. Now this is this is its daddy. <laughs> oh my word! So these I picked up a while back. There's three of them, so I'm gonna give her the little baby one because I don't want to give her nothing too heavy, but. It's, well, it's uh, there. She knows how to use all that stuff. As you can see, they're diamond sharpened. Again, 440 surgical steel. Full tank so you can fight with them. Uh, no no, no movement in at all. Wow. It's uh, And you see how the, the blades, I don't know if you can see it right there. There's two of them fit on each side of the uh, sword itself. I've got quite a good collection of these. It's a, did I put it in upside down? I most certainly did. That's when you're going to that's when you're giving for? No, I'm gonna give it the uh, the hey, other one. Other this one's too heavy, yeah. Hold the other one up there again. I'm gonna do a screen cap so I can show her. So this is what it looks like. And then this is what it looks like with it off. 
yeah. It's nice and well balanced too. It's uh, yeah. I I have um, when I buy them, I buy all three. I buy the the big one, the middle one, and the Harry Carey one, which is the middle one and the little one. And uh, I have quite a few around the house. And I, I showed her the two racks I had in there. But I like these. I always tell people when they get these, if you're going to use them to fight, to wrap the handles uh, with something. Because I don't know if that's plastic or ceramic or what the hell it is. Uh, but they, I only buy them if they have through handles. I hate them swords that <laughs> I pissed this guy off sometimes. I'm at this flea market. Really like this set of swords I was going to buy. It, so I put it down the ground. And I pushed it and the handle broke off the top. Of it. You got to buy it. I said, I ain't buying that piece of crap. I said, you should have told me it didn't have a full tank. Because he said, oh, no, it goes all the way to the top. He would have never done that. Two things you check for. The, the tank goes all the way and you can bend the sword. So the sword should bend a little bit and then flex back without breaking or staying bent. If it breaks or it flex back, it wasn't made right. It's a piece of crap. And um, I haven't bought any recently. I looked when I was at Fanex. Some people are nuts up there. They want seven, eight hundred, nine hundred dollars a sword. I'm like, what? I said, what comes with this sword? A girlfriend? I mean, what's going on here, man? I'm like, the guy started laughing when I said that. I said, dude, that's kind of expensive. But so I said, he said, it's, it's which McCall steel. I said, no, it's not. It's not Damascus steel because I know what Damascus looks like. I said, uh, he saw it's because these are six and eight fold. And I'm like, I said, all right. I said, I'd have to see the process. He's like, what do you mean? I said, when you start telling me you folded a sword X amount of time. I said, I want to see the process. I said, cause anybody can say they folded a sword X amount of time. These here, cause these are 440. Uh, these are just made for cutting crap. Um, that surgical steel one, it, it won't, it won't change colors. And two, it will slice the living crap out of you. So people, it's the same kind of steel they use when they cut you open in the operating room. That's what this on these swords are made out of. These two are, I got different ones. They're all made out of something different, but yeah, that's what I was telling her the day when I seen her. I wanted to show her. That's why she can see it. And Tala uh, said, do not be threatening people with things. Not give it a big one, but she might hurt somebody. She might start chasing Sarah or somebody around and Gayla. And you said, what? Come here. <laughs> no, no. We can't have that kind of stuff. Oh, guys, don't worry about it. It's, it's a thing between us. I, I, I've been knowing her for a while now. And she, she's got a passion on collecting certain things. Yeah. It's um, who... Uh, who is this Janice Bronson? Did I miss the contest? Janice, you did, sweetheart. Uh, where are you from? Los Angeles, California. Well, I don't know what to tell you. You missed out. Uh, we will be giving away stuff this coming Friday on um, on the Centralist. We will be giving stuff away on Wednesday on UFO on the cover. I've got the girls giving away stuff on uh, the Outer Realm. Excuse me. And, well, we also uh, got the books available on at Galaxy Press or on Barnes yes. and Noble or at, on Amazon or wherever you are. We've got we have our books available in Australia. And they're, they're, they're not uh, they're not outrageously they're not outrageously expensive either. I tell no. you what I like, and, and this is up to y'all, but they they do group packages of books. Like so, with the anthologies, I think it's I can't remember five seven books. Um, you buy the whole packet. It's, it's not for that. It's not expensive, and you get these books. So you get like from volume thirty-one, volume 35, 36 or something, and um, or you, you. It's different. It's different groups. It's not just one. There's different packages you can pick yeah. from. Now, if you like me and you want to catch up on all this stuff, the best thing to do is either buy one of the pads or buy one of the sticks. 
and then you'll have a bunch of data. They got them the size of your phone if, if you don't want to have a pad. I got the, uh, I think it's a 12-inch iPad, but um, where is that damn thing, by the way? <laughs> Joe. It's, it's in here somewhere. Ah, oh, no, I seen it yesterday. I know it's here. It's, okay, um, so don't be saying that shit, John. We didn't know what disappearing acts going on. John don't know that shit. I had to go to get this pad back. Because it was a great, great deal by them. And uh, because the pad itself is probably $1,000, $1,200, but it's not the pad. Anybody can replace the pad. It was the stuff that was on the pad. Uh, all, not all, but a good chunk of L. Ron Herbert's works were on that pad, both in audio and in, in text. So basically, you get that. You're, you're paying for the audiobooks. You get the, the pad for free. Yeah, that's true. You really do. And uh, because what I do, people, I, I just toss it into my car stereo. And when I'm driving, I'm listening. So it's really easy for me. It's nice. And, you know, I was telling John when we got lost, I was in the middle of like three stories. So I'm just now recently catching up on them. And I'll tell you what they are when I finish finishing them, guys. But it's nice for me. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a good way. And like I told you all earlier, it's a really good way to see who Elrond really is. So, because some of these, these stories are fairly old. And uh, when you listen to him or you read him, he really was 50, 60, 70 years of where he politically, a lot of, not just political, but a lot of social issues. He was 40, 50, 60 years ahead of himself. Uh, probably would piss the press off about him. But um, unfortunately, a lot of times when people get ahead of themselves, it never works out well with the press or normal people for some reason. I, I don't know why. It's just one of those things. Um, but uh, there's a lot there. There's a lot of stuff about him in those books. Uh, he liked to travel a lot. And you can see that. Uh, I should say you can read that or hear that when you're going through the books. I mean, you get a sense of the adventure side of him. You get a sense of the, the religious side of him. You just you get a sense of the political side of him. Because even though he, these are fiction or nonfiction, I mean, fiction books, um, they're still bits and pieces of him stashed all throughout all the books. I, I can't really explain. And the only reason I know that is, is because I read some other books and then I caught some reels about him. Like this one I'm back here. I think this is one of the ones John sent me right here. And uh, let me see. And no, we're not giving this one away either. This one right here is one of the ones I read a while back. This was the articles and essays. This is really good. I mean, you want to get an idea who the man is. Uh, this is a good book to read right here. These are available at Galaxy Press. So you can't, let me get my fingers out the front. Yeah, damn it, Joe. Let's do it like this. How's that? Uh, you can get these also at Galaxy Press. This is a whole different read. This isn't science fiction or fantasy. This is actually who the man is. But when you're reading through that and you're reading through his works, you will see there's a connection there. And, and I like that. I, that's just me personally, but I like that. It, it helps me to understand who this guy really was. And I, and I like knowing who people were, especially if I'm involved in anything they're doing. Because, you know, unfortunately for Elrond and John and myself, the only thing going out there right now is, well, how can I say this politely? The woke media and the woke media don't know it's ass from a hole in the ground. So it all depends on who you look at. But I, I got to say, the majority of people I meet don't have a bad view of Elrond. You know, they, they really like a lot of his works. And, uh, and no, not everyone's going to like everything. That's just how we are as a human race. But, you know, guys, all I can tell you is read and find out who the man was. Don't let the media sell you on something. Go read for yourself. For yourself, yeah. One thing about that I will say is that um, Einlein made a comment about uh, Hubbard's storytelling, and he said he learned that there was there was a new storyline, type of storyline, and it was the man that learned better. And that's a lot of his stories are you have 
his protagonist isn't always somebody who's like the goody goody always did the right thing. He's someone who's maybe like in his Westerns, they're like, they're riding the outlaw trail. They're doing something that's not exactly right, but then they meet a crossroads and they have to make a decision to do the right thing. And that's what his stories are. You know, so the, you got the guy that learns, he makes a decision to do the right thing. And that's ultimately what, you know, he's trying to get across in, in these uh, fiction stories is that that's fine. You Maybe you've done stuff that isn't right. Maybe you've done stuff that you can be um, chastised for, but you can always change. You can always change and, and do the right thing. And that's what happens with his, all, his characters in his stories. And that makes him a lot of fun because people can relate to that. And that's why he was so popular as an American author. He is. And uh, just remember, guys, get out there and read, 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 and read. Yep. Some more. Uh, what's the worst thing that can happen? You might learn something. Or you might not. Uh, to Janice, that thing about that house in Florida, uh, real quick, since you hit me while I was live on air. I'm not so much looking for a house. I'm looking for a condo that don't have ridiculous HO fees. How's that? Okay, that's all I can really say because we're live, but that's actually what I'm looking for down there. And I mean, if you, I mean, if you run across a house that's in the same market as the one I'm living in now, that might be a little bit different, but still, uh, one little baby step at a time. Uh, Janice, Renee, to that thing, it hasn't been put up yet. Um, there will be a donation page going up probably closer to the end of the year for the FM station. Uh, we'll put what we're short to get the towers and everything up and running. Uh, I got a, I got a hundred and Fifty-five thousand of my own money up already of it. So, uh, yeah, that makes me poor now. Okay, that's that's money I could have been spending on other shit. Now I can't. But no, we're probably still a good two hundred thousand dollars short at least. So um, I don't know when 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 all the figures and all done, we'll put it up there and we'll start taking donations or partners or whatever. But uh, one one little baby step at a time. Yes. And currently, for anybody who wanted to know, our current live audience is about 16,700,000 a week. And our current live archive audience is right around 14 million. So, which about four and a half to five million of that is on SoundCloud. So you can join us. If you want to watch us on video, you can catch us on, on YouTube. You can catch us on Facebook. You can catch us on LinkedIn. You can catch us on iTunes. You can catch us on um, Twitter and Twitch. So we're all over the place. If you're looking for us live, it depends what country you're in, but we're all over the place. If you can't find the live, just go to our website at uprntalkradio.com and it will play automatically for you. And if it don't, there's a play button at the top of the page. Just click it. So we're really easy to find. Um, I know when I talked with Jerome the other day, he his count has us on 221 live servers around the world. I said, dude, there's not even 221 countries, so where are you at? So it's a couple of them have more than one. But uh, right now, currently, as far as I know, we broadcast to every country on the planet. Not this show, but a couple of the shows do. Uh, and this show right here, I don't know because it's not a usual show, but it is in – shh, don't tell Michelle. It's in the gray zone slot right now. Shh, we ran over into the gray zone slot. Uh, that gray zone usually does 3 million uh, episodes, so – uh, give or take one or two or three. Right? But so everybody got their names out. Make sure you send me all your contact information so I can get these books off to the person who won the lightsaber. Make sure you get me your information off, and I will pan that off to them. Um, I don't think there'll be any charges to go to Mexico. Um, the guy's pretty good. He sent one over to London uh, just recently, so I don't think you're gonna have any problem with that. Uh, nice to see what four out of country winners. So that was nice to see as well. I'm always happy when people outside the country win. I'm always happy when people inside the country win. So, 
swords? No, 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 no. Emily's a friend of mine. That's why I'm giving her. So the rest of you, I'm not giving my swords. You get the hell out of here, people. No, 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 no. I just picked this one out because it's 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 a representation. It really is. It's a cobra holding a snake. Anyway, you'd have to see it in detail to know what I'm talking about. Um, but guys and girls, I hope everyone has a great weekend. I hope you have a great Halloween. We'll be back on. I don't know when I have Don back on, but we're going to get back on ASAP. So we're giving away more books. Uh, also, we're going to be getting into some other topic matter later in the year. Wait, what? Nope, that's not on this show. Nope, that's not on this show. Nope, that's not on this show. Sorry. Uh, right to the centralist. The first two I said that to, right to the centralist. The third one, right to Michelle DeRocher at the Outer Realm. Yeah. Just go over to the Outer Realm page and put it on a page. Either her or Amelia will pick it up. Yes, they will. Who's Canadian? Yeah, they're both Canadian. Yeah. They are. They're both Canadian. Yeah, I, I don't know what. I don't, anyway, I don't know what you mean by all of that. You're just writing and writing and writing and writing. I have no idea. But anyway, guys and girls, we've got to go. John, thanks for hanging out. John Goodman from Galaxy Press and Writers of Futures. Y'all be sure to get over there if y'all want to buy something or get enrolled at either one. Remember, Galaxy Press, if you need a good book or a pad or something, writersoffuture.com. If you're looking to get your stuff submitted as an illustrator or a writer, or if you just want to take the course. Uh there are um, – oh, hell, now the word went right out of my head. Um, there are people over there you can talk to, but uh, it, it's it's a little hard sometimes to get into the uh, group. Well, the, anyway, you'll find out. Go over there and submit and see what happens. That's all I can tell you. Lots of good videos there as well, too, if you, if you want to catch some of the videos, especially if you're writing. If you're in the middle of a book right now and you find yourself lost or having issues, um, take the course. You might yeah, have the forum too. You can join the forum and it's free yeah. and that, there you'll find people that'll be talking to you. Yeah. That's what we were talking about just now the forum. So I couldn't get the word out of my mouth for some yeah. reason. Uh, Jack Nicholson. What's he got to do with this? What? Jack Nicholson is not a judge for writers of the future. Who the hell told you that? Well, I've never seen him now. All I can tell you. <laughs> I, Look, I don't know. Maybe they're bringing him an issue. I have no idea, man. Jack Nicholson. Does he even write? You sure he can even read? Oh, yeah. He's an author. I mean, he's an uh, actor. He's got to be able to read. Sorry. He can read. <laughs> he's got to be able to read if he's an actor. <laughs> what do you mean? They're sending him his lines and audio? I don't think so. But anyway, guys and girls, we're going to get out of here. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to United Public Radio with the Halloween special with John Gould and myself. Any moans, groans, gripes, bitches, or complaints, please write to Michelle DeRoche because she's the only one that cares. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> do, 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 do.